in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It is ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. You can hear us everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You can also see us everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportocracy.com. Click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. That way you can join us in the chat. You want to get in touch with the program immediately while we're on the air? That's the way to do it. On the YouTube stream in the chat, just subscribe to the channel. Today is a big day because, I mean, it's NBA, it's, it's NCAA tournament time, right? Nope. It's, a, it's, a, it's bubble watch time. No. We, got, we, we got Michigan trying to hang on. Oh, sorry. Wisconsin? No. Oh, no. Sorry. No. I mean, it's just, it's all happening here. No. <laughs> that is that is not what we will be starting this year program with. I do As not. We... I do declare my name is on the door, and I believe there is a man coming to New York City that we need to discuss. Uh, as we await the final announcement, basically. At this point, I mean, Aaron Rodgers should just be wearing a Jets jersey. I mean... According to Flostradamus, Jeremy Green, this uh, deal look, is done. It's he's it's, convinced. It's trending that way. Things are going nicely. Everything I say, I have to trail off at the end of the sentence. Uh huh. Because this is the New York Jets, Absolutely. and they have done this to me too many times. Mm-hmm. I refuse to be, but so excited. Till I see it. How can you? How, how can you live with yourself? Just waiting for the anticipation of three-time NFL MVP, Super Bowl champion Aaron Rodgers is going to be your quarterback, and you're just waiting for that moment. That Wait, goes, or was that an active question? Are you asking me how I'm doing it? D- yeah, I, I I drink. That's how I do everything. <laughs> I should have known. How I function. In I life. should have known. Who's shocked? Who's shocked? Jeremy is uh, is 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 almost at a level where he can't drive drive a car right no, now. No, I'm st- I'm still fine. What are you, cop? Okay, just I got three hours. A little bread, be fine. I was wondering why those uh, those Bud Lights kept disappearing in the fridge. What are you, a cop? He's just go. <laughs> He's sneaking around the corner, just pounded one every now every every few moments because he just can't stand the anticipation. I mean, this is, think about it, this is the ultimate Lucy with the football moment for the New York Jets. Well, it it could be, but there's something about the reaction to this that is really wearing me out. What's that? That sound means it's time for the opening drive brought to you by Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Go to 629 Brevard Road or check them out online at AndersonNissan.com. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, they are, they are friends of ours. They are friends of yours. If you want to go get a uh, brand new or a certified pre-owned vehicle, they're right there for you. They're going to make you a sweet deal. They just hooked up our, our good friend Corey. 
Were Absolutely. They, what was it? What that was it? Rock Creek Pathfinder. The Rock Creek Pathfinder. So sweet. Yeah, it is. He sent I, us pictures of it. It's awesome. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. I had to. Uh, I have to. I'm gonna have to send a text of. Hey, I haven't driven one of those yet. <laughs> Why I, haven't I driven the I like, Rock Creek Pathfinder? I, I like all yet. the Rock Creek things. See, that's the thing is that I'm actually actively trying to decide what I'm going to buy because HWA's car has gone the way I said it would. And yeah. there's a possibility she heard me said, say that, which means that my tonight could be less than ideal. Have a rough night. But we're in the active process of figuring, and I can't decide which one because I like so many of them so much. Find out which one's best for you. Schedule your test drive today. 629 Brevard Road. Tell them the formerly fat guys of the sportsocracy sent you. Don't push that I told you so envelope too far. Uh, no. I'm just, I'm I, I am not. Just warning she you. loves that car. You're currently. You're, I hate that car, and I'm ready for it to no longer live at my house and it to be replaced by a beautiful Nissan from Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Yes, indeed. Again, 629 Brevard Road. Or go to AndersonNissan.com. So Aaron Rodgers looks like it looks like he's going to be in New it's York. It's trending yeah. that direction. All right, that's that's oh. not that's not what I want to talk about here. We've beat that horse to death. All right, it's Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, to the Packers, or he retires. There is no four. Here's what I don't understand, and and the only way I can explain this is because Jets fans, we are so starved for anything to go our way mm-hmm. that we think everything's going to blow up in our face. Could somebody please explain to me how Aaron Rodgers coming to New York would be a negative? I'm not going to lie. I preferred Derek Carr because of the cost. We'll get to that momentarily. How is this a bad thing? I've listened to this all day long. Of, well, Aaron Rodgers barely makes him a playoff. Team. Are you on drugs Excuse me. Are, are you out of your mind? You do realize this guy won MVP two years in a row. But last year, last year what? Missing his left tackle with one of his running backs that looked like they had spent just a whole mess of time at the buffet. Mm-hmm. And a slew of young receivers. All of a sudden, he didn't look like the best quarterback in the league. Do you know what he's going up against? The New York Jets almost made the playoffs with Zach Wilson playing quarterback. You get that, right? I've heard all the, well, the Jets are awful. Are they? Because if you go from week three out, they had the best defense in the league. So, what am I missing here? I need a quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers has had 12 interceptions last year. Do you know what that what, what last year in terms of interception rate looked like in comparison to every other year he had been a starter? What? Minus one, it was double or worse. This is exactly the quarterback you bring in. I, I completely get why you do this. Mm-hmm. My aversion to it was what was it going to cost? And now I have a pretty good read on what that's going to be. <laughs> and he's pretty pleased about it as well. I am because everybody, well, it's 13 and nope, you're wrong there. Mm-hmm. A little birdie told me there may not be a first round pick in this trade. Which sounds insane to Until me. you realize, which which when I told you this earlier, you said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Until I came back at you with, who else is calling? Mm-hmm. If you're Green Bay, which do you prefer? We lather this up with Aaron Rodgers and do this again for another year. Or we go to Jordan Love. It either works or it doesn't. We get a, And next year we have a quarterback regardless. Whether it's Jordan Love or somebody we draft. Mm-hmm. And I get two second round picks out of this deal. Which is better if I'm Green Bay? It's two second round picks is not close. Yeah. And from what I have been told, and I've just heard Diana Rossini report just 
not long ago. The Packers have been incredibly realistic in negotiations. There was an uh, there was a, a tweet or something that went out yesterday that basically said the Jets and Packers are far apart. You want to know why we didn't talk about that? Because I cut through that in one text message, mm-hmm. in one break of this show. It wasn't true. It was never true. If Aaron Rodgers wants to play for the Jets, he will. Mm-hmm. I told you and they he, they agreed to the compensation before they ever touch base with him. Mm-hmm. It's stupid, lazy reporting, and it gets under it. It really works under my skin. Mm-hmm. The money seems to be uh, seems to be a good deal for you. I mean, if the reports that we're seeing are true, it's not a report. This is what he calls. Then he's what fifteen million dollars against the cap next year, and then thirty two the year after that. Thirty two and a half in twenty twenty four. That's cheaper than Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers better than Derek Carr. Oh, okay, yeah. If yeah, you get out of this deal without paying any more money, as I was reading that he's got some kind of a $58 million balloon payment that's supposed to be due, that the Jets could pick up some of that. And so maybe, maybe they picked up some of that. Yeah, I don't but know where you keep getting that from. I read it. it was, uh, Sports Illustrated, the article trying to break down the deal, says that there is a $58 million balloon payment that is supposed to be paid on his contract like June 1st or something. And that which can that be prorated be across four years, but that because could be a two. way that the jets could kick in extra money to help out the Packers. Yep. I find that to be highly unlikely. I mean, this is really simple. Kevin, the PRF in our YouTube comment said, I'd be stunned if a first isn't involved. I'll go ahead and tell you it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, ask anybody in the chat, ask the, uh, uh, the bespectacled one across from me. I tend to be pretty good at this. If not, then I feel like you had to try to take a bad picture of Rob Salah and Woody Johnson as they were leaving that meeting yesterday. Well, they knew the compensation going in. I mean, that's, right. th- this is negotiation okay. in the NFL one-on-one that was already settled before they ever got on the plane. The question was when you sit down and you talk to the man, do you feel like he is a fit in the locker room? And here's what I have a weird, funny feeling, and I haven't said this yet. Before this show, you told me what about Aaron Rodgers? What we talk about him, he's a bit of a hippie, yeah, yeah. and he likes the the surfing and the California lifestyle mm-hmm. and the ayahuasca and the darkness retreat. Yeah. That leads you to believe what? He's a little... That he's soft. Yeah, he's not. No, he's not. He's not. He, he's think... not. He is a he is a type AA plus personality. Absolutely. And what is the one thing he has had a chip on his shoulder about Forever, disrespect Super Bowls. No oh, Super Bowl. The thing that you do, the thing you keep dinging me on is that I've won four MVPs, but I've only got one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at these two teams right now, going, "Can I win a Super Bowl with the New York Jets?" I think the answer is yes, and a lot of other people do too. Possibly, yes. They add Chuck Clark in a trade today. Mm, I wonder why they did that. Why could they possibly have done that? You have much but, greater of a chance of winning a Super Bowl with New York than you do with Green Bay. No doubt. No doubt. And he knows if I win in New York, they will build skyscrapers in my likeness Mm -hmm. because Jets fans are out of their mind. I'm one of you. I'm not throwing shade. That's some of you I am. I I don't understand how you could think that this is the the only bad idea part of this is that it's only a two-year deal, that it's only... You're getting a 39-year-old quarterback who has been hanging on by a thread with his career for the last couple of years, and hanging on by not a thread a with his career. Okay, th- yeah, explain me a, the hanging on by a thread. That at any moment he could just say I'm done and and be gone, and and 
I don't disagree with that. Have you ever thought maybe that has more to do with Green Bay than it does with Aaron Rodgers? Of course it has. Of course it's had everything to do with Green Bay. You drafted a quarterback. All right, just think about the timeline here. You traded up to get a quarterback in the first round. You are actively doing to him the same thing you did with him to Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. You don't think that works on a on an A personality? Of course it does. And the New York Jets fly out to California, roll out the red carpet, and say, you're our guy. We told Derek Carr to kick rocks because you're our guy. You don't think that makes him feel a little warm and fuzzy on the inside? Absolutely. You don't think he looks at all of these things? He knows that you think he's weird. He knows that everybody thinks he's weird. You don't think part of that, he just looks at it and goes, man, I can shut all of you up. Mm -hmm. I can shut all of you up. And guess what? Aaron Rodgers has lived by one philosophy his entire career. I don't care. Bingo. I don't care what you say about me. I don't care what kind of jokes you want to make about my tea drinking and my darkness retreats and my, you know, whatever. I don't care. He's done it his entire career. I mean, the 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 uh, quote that he's going to be well known for long after his playing days are over, R-E-L-A-X. Bingo. He's that guy. He's not he's not just some hippie surfer dude who's coming in here high every day and just he's just kind of floating through life. Yeah. When just, that man gets on a football field, it's all about business. It's all about getting the job done. Uh, he why. hadn't missed a game in five years. Mm-hmm, and if you look back through the last four years, other than last year, when you had all of this turmoil, thirty seven and four, forty eight and five, twenty six and four, twenty five and two. You know what that is? His touchdown to interception ratio mm-hmm. with a defense that good. Are you really telling me that that guy is not the best solution for the New York Jets? Are you out of your mind? Right. Uh, we have our first two of these of the day. One that we'll get right here because it's with the topic we're talking about. Another we'll hit on the uh, comeback after the commercial. I'm your huckleberry. Uh, it's from our buddy, Armchair Commentary. It's a better version of the uh, of Brady to the Bucks. Rodgers is built for the Jets. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. That's exactly what this is. This is a mercenary of the New York Jets. And... And look, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't love that. I didn't love it when you did it. Mm-hmm. But if it yields me one Super Bowl, then I guess I'll deal with it. Right. Because unlike your team, this team has a lot of young talent mm-hmm. that you could survive on the backside. This is a team has been looking for a quarterback for 50 years. The best season they've had in 50 years were Chad Pennington in the early 2000s, Richard Todd, and Ken O'Brien. Yeah, I, I think we'll give it up up for that. Yeah. And this is the, for a two-year period, this is the best solution you have. And there's a very simple reason why it's better than another quarterback that's out on the market. After the break, we'll tell you what that is. You're in the sportsocracy, and it is ESPN Asheville. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give 
you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need simple checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. It is ESPN Asheville. This is the Sportsocracy, and we are awaiting, just like you, the official announcement that Aaron Rodgers will leave Green Bay and join the New York Jets, Mm-mm. thereby making them... Not the New York Jets. Go ahead and do it. J-E-T-S! Jets! 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 Oh, I thought you were going to go, 2024 Super Bowl champion, New York Jets! Not until it's done. <laughs> I mean, you've been doing it with the Denver Nuggets for four years. Yep, it took three years for it to work. So, yeah. best team in the NBA. No big deal. Yeah, in mean, spite of what happened last night. They'll still lose in the playoffs. You stop that, okay? <laughs> they'll blow it in the playoffs. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets makes them a Super Bowl contender. No doubt. Do you know where they are in Vegas odds right now? And the deal's not even done yet. Six? Seven. They're actually close. tied for six, based on the last thing I saw. Okay. Uh, t- let's see. This was Tuesday. When this first was talked about and they were having the meeting out in California, there were 307 Super Bowl wagers placed at Caesar Sportsbook in Las Vegas. 220 of them were on the Jets at plus 1,600. Yeah. That's a hell of an investment. Because with Aaron Rodgers, this becomes a complete team. And that's the uh, Zion in our YouTube chat. Zion, twenty two fifteen. Y'all still need a veteran receiver across from Wilson. Exactly. That's why Aaron Rodgers is the right call and Lamar Jackson is not. I heard. I can't remember the guy's name that was filling in for Greeny today. But he goes off on this diatribe. Lamar Jackson is the best solution for the Jets. Yeah, except for the fact he costs $50 million a year. Okay, this is a team that's got a lot of vets on it between – uh, Lakin Tomlinson, C.J. Mosley, you're going to have to pay all of these young guys at some point. Aaron Rodgers is the better call here, and it's not really all that close. And you have to give up two first-round picks to get him. Mm-hmm. You give up none of that for Aaron. So that 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 linebacker you need, that offensive lineman you need, you get that 13. Mm-hmm. Linebacker you need, you get him in the third round. You don't think some veteran guys would take less money to come play with Aaron Rodgers in New York? Really? Oh, really? 100%. Yeah, there you go. Levante David. Hmm. Weird. Bet he bet, bet, uh, he and Quan Alexander have had a chat Probably. about New York. Probably. I didn't even think about that. Adam Thielen's getting ready to, to come on the market. He'd take a veteran discount to come and well, play He's going to take Aaron. a veteran discount because he's aging like cheese. Yeah, but he's still a useful piece. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I, I, I mean, there, there are a lot of paths here because the Jets go from – they go immediately from rebuild to we're finished. Well, this product. team is not rebuilding anyway. No, they were rebuilt. But what I'm saying is, you've gone in two years from full on rebuild to Super Bowl contention, which is what drives me crazy about some Jets fans. Because I heard, there was a call on that show I'm re- referencing, 
And the guy's name was Vinny, which I do not find to be ironic. As I often say, Vinny from the dogs. Well, Joe Douglas is awful, and Robert Sala's a terrible coach. Really? Robert Sala's a terrible coach. How, how do you evaluate that roster last year? You won eight games with Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Bill Walsh could have won eight games with Zach Wilson because he was awful. It's hard to win games when your offense only scores 17 points a game. And, and that's the point. I don't need him to be 2011 Aaron Rodgers. I need him to be what he was two years ago. That's it. I don't need some oh, that's rebirth. Oh, that's all I need is the MVP of the league. I'm just, well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not throwing shade at what you said, what, but what I'm saying is when people think about this and they go, oh, Aaron Rodgers, he's washed up. He was the MVP of the league two how, years ago. How? And he how? was the overwhelming MVP of the league three years ago. You know, and and I'm sure there will be people that will look at it, and especially when I say, do you remember what, uh, what the report was that I gave you yesterday or day before yesterday? There was a report that came out from some guy, some local guy in Green Bay did the report about – the people inside the Packers organization are exhausted. Quote, they were, quote, exhausted with Aaron Rodgers and that he had, quote, checked out last season. Did we not know that? Uh, okay, I got to address this. No smiles. It said there's, there's, there's receipts on Twitter of Jeremy pooping on uh, Robert Sala. Yeah, and uh, check more recently. As this team went into absolute uh, Terminator mode. You you had 86 yards in an NFL game, mm-hmm. and Robert Sala kept it together. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to go back 10 years ago, I could probably you probably find somewhere I said something nice about Kyrie Irving. Yeah, information changes. I mean, as the as you, your defense went into Terminator mode, at the uh, end it was of the, the best defense in the NFL the last 14 weeks right. of the season. So right. I mean, that's that, that's new information. Give me a, a a a legitimate offense with a legitimate offensive coordinator with a legitimate quarterback. Mm-hmm. And all of these weapons, and it's it's got all of the signs on it of, I'm not positive on really how much the gap, or if there is any gap in that division anymore. You get Aaron Rodgers on the New York Jets, are they the favorite in the AFC East over Buffalo? Um, depends on what Buffalo loses. They, they're, I mean, you're. So if you lose Jermaine Edmonds and, and Jordan Poyer, then exactly. you could convince me of that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was the next thing he said. Bills are the greatest team ever. Yeah, I actively bet on them to win the Super Bowl three years in a row. I never backed off that. Mm-hmm. Oh, they lost in the playoffs. Yeah, guess what? Thirty-one teams lose every single year. Now, you call me a lot of things, but well, you just flip flop all the time. Well, I've been with the Buffalo Bills for three right. years, so look, I don't necessarily think that's me flip flop. Look, it, it, it looks like this is going to happen, and here's the stance I'm going to take for the rest of. The rest of the day, at least, of I'm not going to poo on Jeremy's dream just yet. For me, the New, York Jets, the New York Jets always find a way, right? We've said this for years. The mm-hmm. Jets going jet, blah, 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 blah. Um, we don't know how that's going to look until it happens. And you don't know? It may never happen. Aaron Rodgers could come up at any point and just go, no, I don't want to play. Yeah, but also Aaron Rodgers could go join the Jets. And then it works. Mm-hmm. It just works. Yeah, weird. And, this and, is and by the that- way, I want you to just, since I've heard so much Aaron Rodgers slander today, uh, the one year he regressed was the one year he didn't have a top 10 receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Where's Garrett Wilson right now? Reigning offensive rookie of the year. Where's he at right now? Is he better than any receiver they had on that team? Oh, yeah. Is Elijah Moore better than any receiver they had on that team? I'd say it's closer, but mm-hmm. yeah. 
there you go. <laughs> Weird. And I have the best running back room in the league. So, I mean, this is one of those, it's really not that hard to figure out. Mm-hmm. I and, and, again, I'm not as as dead in the wind in love with this. I don't care who it is. I thought Derek Carr would come cheaper. That's why I like Derek Carr so much. Then I saw the contract from New Orleans. Yeah, I understand why you didn't match that. I completely get that. Mm-hmm. If you're telling me I get Aaron Rodgers for and I don't have to give up the 13th pick in this draft, uh, that's new information. That's not fl- – I it, get it, all right, I'm going to go on a little bit of a tirade, and my name's on the door, so I can do that. Okay. There's nothing that irritates me more than, you flip-flop all the time. Uh, new information comes out every day. So let me ask you a question. Am I supposed to stick to something that doesn't make any sense three weeks later just because it makes you feel better that I didn't change how, my stance on something? Do you see how stupid that sounds when I say it out loud? Right. If you're driving your car down the road and the transmission falls out, all of a sudden you don't love that car as much as you did when it worked. I get accused of that so often, and it drives me crazy because I'm absolutely willing to admit when I'm wrong. I waxed on and on for a week about Jalen Hurts. Yeah, you talk for three hours a day. Guess what? You're going to say something every once in a while that you change your opinion on. Right. If you don't, you're an idiot. Right. You have to if change If you stick your to the same stupid opinion just because it came out of your mouth a month ago, you're a moron. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to change your opinion every now and then. Admit when you were wrong. And, you know, I guess this is just one of those scenarios where I would like to point out I am the first one I ever heard say. I knew I knew that was coming <laughs> at some point. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. You knew it was going to come up at some point. Well, I mean, for me, the only thing that I, I never could even let myself dive into it that far because I thought it was a pipe dream. Mm-hmm. I, I, how in the world are we going to take two legendary quarterbacks from the same franchise? Two of the top 12 to 15 quarterbacks ever? In their career with the Jets? I mean, that it sounds like a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. I thought Derek Carr was the one that made more sense because he was readily available. You could do it before free agency and it didn't cost you uh, and it didn't cost you a first-round pick. So, uh, and no smiles. I wasn't directly referencing you. Right. Go check my Twitter mentions one day. Uh, you'll understand why that irks me so bad. I get people that pull receipts on me from 2020. So, it, love love you as well. It wasn't direct. You were just the one that said it right before it, it hit a nerve and like blood started coming out of my ear. But it's an exciting time to be it a is. Jets fan. I just hope they don't find a way to jet this sideways. Indeed. It is the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. We will, of course, bring you the great breaking news and we'll all get to see Jeremy do his uh, hula dance or whatever, his celebration touchdown dance. We're gonna, you got to post that on TikTok, by the way. I'll do it. The you Aaron Rodgers celebration day. You get me Aaron Rodgers, I might run naked down Patton Avenue. No, don't do that. 100%. Nobody let's wants go. to see that. Uh, I mean, that's crimes, but yeah, we that's know it. 100% crimes. Well, I mean, we're in a society. And I know you know people, be- but I think even the chief would be on my side on this one. He needs to spend some time in jail to think about what he just did. It's the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. When we come back, we'll get just a bit outside and. We'll try to fix college basketball. Yeah, we're playing that game. Name the, the name that tune version of how to fix the sports. Jeremy and I will bid against each other up next. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. 
Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey, buddy, you want to go fishing? The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy. Let me help you. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes now you look like a are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. Catch a big one. Ingalls. All the ingredients for family. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We are the sportsocracy. Time to get just a bit outside. It's it's funny how these things tend to work out. Yeah, somehow we don't discuss before the show what our stories are, and they almost always trend in the same direction. Right. And for some reason, today we both wound up with stories about something that we never talk about. Professional wrestling! Right. So the WWE, I thought this was just idiot. I thought this was like something from The Onion when I first saw the headline. The WWE is in talks with state gambling regulators to legalize betting on scripted match results. How are you going to do that? How does that work? Are you sure you didn't talk to anybody? Because you seem very sure of all these wagers and they're all right. <laughs> I mean, the WWE, uh, as uh, you know, uh, I, I'm sorry, I should have, I guess I should have put out the warning for those who may be sensitive to hearing the 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 ins and outs of the the wrestling business but i mean they do a pretty good job of of telling you this is all scripted uh, these they days actually anyway. now break the fourth wall and say it on their program i know they do that's that's what i'm saying like it's not that big of a secret anymore this isn't like the old days when it's just like oh my god i can't believe the secret got out like we all knew how this was gonna go but the WWE is in talks with state gambling regulators. They want high-profile matches like uh, WrestleMania, I guess I guess all of the pay-per-views, to be gambling events. And so how would you do that? When you know who someone knows who's going to win. There's a group of people at all of these that knows who's going to win. Obviously, the wrestlers are involved. They all know who's going to win the match before they go into it. All of the writers, all of the pro- production people, thats th- everybody's in on it. So how would you do this? Well, they're, uh, they're trying to sway the state regulators by saying, well, we'll just have all of the results sealed. Uh-huh, uh-huh, like they do with the Academy Awards. That's exactly the plan. They are in talks with Ernst and Young, who does the Academy Awards. They seal all of it so nobody can nobody can see who wins the award until it's brought out on the, in the glass box on stage. And the guy you, with the little, you know. But you have people that are in the match that have to know. Yes. 
Well, and and their way around that is that they will not know until like shortly before the match. We we will not tell them who's going to win shortly before the match until shortly before the match. That way, it can't get out there. Well, here's the thing: they have betting on presidential elections, and those are very obviously rigged. My story's about <laughs> AEW, one line at a time, boys and girls, one line at a time. My story's about AEW, which is the WWE light professional wrestling organization that is owned by Shad and Tony Khan. Ironic thing, I have another story later in the show about Shad Khan. They have a title. It's called the TNT Championship. And on Sunday, it was won by a guy named Wardlow. Never heard that name before. His real name is Michael Austin Wardlow. And apparently, after he won the title, he took a little trip down to San Francisco. As you do. As you do. He left all of his things in his car. And as is prone to happen in California, somebody broke in that their vehicle and stole everything out of it. Well, lost the title, lost his ring gear, lost all of the things. Oh, not the belt. He lost the belt, lost his ring gear. So, so... Oh, his ring gear. Okay. I thought you said rain gear, and I was like, what does that matter? No, he didn't lose his galoshes. He, lo- he lost he his lost, little yellow coat. He lost his He lost his ring gear. Last night, he had a match for that same TNT championship, which apparently they had another one made. As you would. Or they had another one on standby. I don't know where it came from. Well, he didn't have any ring gear, so... They decided we're going to have a Falls Count Anywhere street fight because he didn't have anything to wear. So they do that, and he loses the title. And here's what that means. That means the belt was out of his possession more than it was in it. <laughs> For the three days he the held three the days belt. that he had it. Because he lost it after night one, yeah. which means there were two nights that he didn't have it. I mean, that is that is the perfect way to go. I mean, you think about it. it you're, so you're you're the boss. You're right. So you're the you're the you're the you're the executive producer of the AEW. And this guy comes to you and goes, "So I got a problem." So you remember I lost the belt. You remember no, how didn't. there? You remember how there was a belt? Well, you see how I said was? <laughs> Maybe you see where this is headed. And he goes, "Okay, well you're not responsible enough. We're taking it away. We're from taking you now. it back. You lost your toy. <laughs> now we're taking it back." Oh, uh, that's. That is that is quite funny. All yes, right, we have- I, look. I agree with all the comments in the YouTube section. Betting on the WWE would be absolutely wrong. There's no way you could get me to do that. Plus, I don't see how you could put any decent odds on that. Oh, I mean, there's there are already markets where you can do this. It's just not sanctioned. Are they really? You can bet on the Royal Rumble and all kinds of things, which is just ridiculous. Who's shocked that I knew that? There's a way to wager on something, and I knew it. Sloan Jordan said, as someone who's taken bumps a time or two, are you crimes or, or are you an actual wrestler at some point? I was about to say that's a term for wrestlers. I know, I know it's, a, I know it is, but it, never mind. Uh, he said, there's why, a reason I tell the jokes. He on said, why wouldn't I just bet on myself under my real name when I know I'm going over to catch you in no, which time means flat. he's going to win. It, of they course would catch they you would. In no time flat. The WWE would have to have the similar, you know, similar uh, uh, oversight of their uh, guys of their roster, just like the NFL and the Atlanta Falcons did with Calvin Ridley. Like they caught him in four hours. Out. Yeah, they're gonna find out that you you put a wager on yourself. All right, so we've got uh, we've got one of these. I'm your Huckleberry. 
Roberts from the Notorious B.I.G. What's going on with the Rams and Titans? They might have you and Tank playing on the team by next year. Uh, the Titans, I fully believe, have tapped out because they have realized there is nothing they can do to catch the Jaguars. No. And I'm not sure the Rams aren't in about the same boat. Mm-hmm. They have to get under the cap and field an actual roster. So uh, th- they're both just in really, we'll say, less than ideal scenarios. Yeah, the Titans are in, uh, uh, they're especially in that mode of what do, what are we what are we supposed to do? I mean, you got rid of A.J. Brown last year. Now now you are, you're getting ready to cut loose Ryan Tannehill. Can you sign him back on the free uh, in the open market? Sure, you could. No doubt. You get, But you're going to get For a significant loss. Right, right, right. I mean, you cut loose Taylor Lewan. Um Robert Woods is gone. Who else? Did they, they just cut somebody else yesterday. Oh, it's they've cut several. Bud Dupree. They cut Bud Dupree. Yeah, that – you remember when he signed that contract and I went, <laughs> you're not going to like how this goes. And everybody went, you're stupid. You don't know what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird how often I'm able to do that. And now they're talking about trading Derrick Henry. Yeah. As if they get luck anything with, with it. Good luck with that. Uh, we also have breaking news. It's not the one I want. Okay, so. I Who's going to break the news? 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 I believe we should put this into the file of Texans going Texan. Uh, Ian Rappaport, the NFL has announced that the Houston Texans will forfeit their original fifth-round pick in this year's draft and be fined $175,000 for a salary cap reporting violation. Would you like to know what they did? What did they do? Following a review, the NFL determined that the club provided then-Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson with undisclosed compensation in the form of a membership at an alternative athletic facility in 2020. Which made me immediately go, is that what they're calling it these days? That is what they're calling it. Alternative athletic facility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson, just the gift that keeps on giving to the Houston Texans. (laughs) All right, uh, so... Notorious B.I.G. said they weren't going to hit on it anyways. Doesn't matter, they probably cut it before the year. They are one of those teams that that definitely applies to. Very true. All right. Yesterday, we started this uh, this new little game of how to fix all the other sports. Because, I mean, the NFL dominates. You've seen all the numbers. We've given them to you time and time again. Nothing even comes close to how America has embraced the NFL and basically just forgotten everything else exists. We had an interesting discussion before the show today of – the coronavirus caused all this, right? The shutdown caused all of this. No doubt. Like, when we shut it down, we all it lived all without away. sports for a while, and we went, you know what? What's really important to us? What can we not – what What can we live without? And I think that's where we all decided, for the most part, uh, baseball, basketball, <laughs> it's just football. And it's not even just – it's not just football as a whole. It's the NFL. Oh, and concerts. Those got uh, – those took yeah. quite a uh, – those took quite a shot, too. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's got uh, a lot more to do with ticket prices than anything these days. But I'm cheaper than oxygen. Inflation. <laughs> right. So how do we fix the other sports? Name that tune style. How do we fix – College basketball. The NCAA seems to be broken right now, and college basketball is not getting the eyeballs that they once did. No, you look at some of these tournaments, they are empty. The ACC tournament 
has never had huge, you know, massive sellout crowds on a Tuesday for the tournament. But I was there four years ago. Yesterday was awful. I was there four years ago on Wednesday. I was there for every day. Mm -hmm. I never saw a crowd that wasn't 10 times what I saw yesterday. Yeah. It was pathetic. It genuinely looked like there were 400 people in that building. And this is the ACC. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you. Some of these lower mid-major tournaments, they're selling better than the ACC is. (laughs) Right. And I don't know if that's because of ticket prices. I don't know why that's happening. I I think ticket prices are a big I think that certainly has a a role in Mm -hmm. it. But today we try to fix college basketball. I have laid out my plan, and I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Okay. Mine's in seven steps. Seven steps. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you can beat that, you're probably going to get called on it because I'm not real sure what I could take away. Okay. Um, I think I can do it in five. Uh, Fix that sport. Fix that sport. Because I certainly can't do it in four. (laughs) Um, All right. Here's how I would fix college basketball. The number one in overall, it's not even a college basketball thing. It has to come from the NBA, and that's in the one and done. This 19-year-old rule for your draft, it's, it, it's got to go away for the sake of college basketball. If but where you, does it go? All right, this is one of those times that I, I, I said yesterday, I think it needs to be the baseball rule. Mm-hmm. You let them come directly out of school, or you make them stay for three years. Mm-hmm. Where do you fall on that for college basketball, not for the NBA? Two. I, I fall in at two years. You'll never get that passed. Probably not, but you're definitely not getting three passed. No, but but see, I don't think you have to. I would agree. That was actually my number one step, too. It was lather, rinse, repeat the last one. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need the highest level high school guy. I need a guy that fans can fall in love with. All right. Carolina's getting bigger attendance than practically anybody in the country. Why? Because they have five guys on that roster that you have become emotionally attached to. Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, uh, Puff Johnson, Leaky Black, Armando Bacon. Mm-hmm. I, you've been here for so long that now I'm attached. And so it's not just the name on the front of the jersey. I actually care about the name on the back, too. That's where college basketball, to me, has fallen absolutely apart. Absolutely. Because there's – and even with mid-majors, if you develop a guy, he's the seventh man at Gonzaga in a year, and it just wears the sport out. Mm-hmm. The one and done has to go. We got to be done with this. Guys just coming in for one year, never going to class, and just you know, it it's it's a farce. Let those guys go straight to the NBA. You come to school though, you're going to stay for a while, and that's where that's where fix number two comes in for me. Contracts. I am sick and tired of the amateurism model. This whole this whole thing has been just a farce from the beginning in the 1950s. They did this for tax purposes and liability purposes. Basically. Right. We are not going to be on the hook treating these guys uh, contractually like an employee of the school. I think that time has to change. You already have guys with the NIL deals. Now the schools need to get involved in it. I don't know where that goes. I mean, we all know where that goes. That, That goes to, obviously, if you got contracts, what else do you have? Money. Agents. You have agents. You got to treat this as a, as a professional business like it is now. 
This is a professional business where the school doesn't have any control over the money that their athletes have. How stupid does that sound? Uh, it's very stupid. Right. So let's we're already out in the open with it with the NIL. Let's all just be out in the open with it now. Now we have contracts. Yes, there are agents involved, but what does that give us? Oversight. When I have a contract that there is some tie in there, I don't know how this works, but there has to be a detriment to a player leaving school. Mm-hmm. You charge them for whatever's left on their scholarship, or while I don't like that, you at least have to charge the other school. Alabama, if they're going to recruit a player from your school, they have to give you money for that. Mm-hmm. They have to replace that scholarship money. That way it pumps money back into the, you know, and that could be a great thing for schools like UNC Asheville that get pilfered year after year after year by the bigger schools. Well, these schools that now have to pay something or the players, but again, I don't, I don't want to hold the players accountable for that contract money, but I think the schools is, is the answer there. So to me, contracts would, would fix all of this because you would stop this you know this max mcclung thing where he plays for five different schools in four years one of the things that is her you condensed three of mine into yeah (laughs) into one thing so all right let's see what you did there uh i mean college basketball has taken a nosedive as jeremy has said because of the, the the lack of attachment to these players official reviews and not just official reviews officials period like, I don't know what training you're going through right now with the officials, it's but bad. it is horrid. There are times that I swear to you, you can look at you can look at the officiating crew on a game mm-hmm. and go, this is going to be tough. Yep. This the, is going to be tough, and we're going to talk about the officials all night long. Especially at the mid-major level. I mean, you're, you're, you're scrounging guys that are doing, like, youth league games to come and do some of these games. It's awful. you got to have some kind of a system in place. To lead the officials. Um, and then, you know what? I'm just going to do this in four, actually, because I kind of wrapped five into into number two as well. So the fourth one is quarters. Change the quarters. You, you stop playing halves of one. basketball. Let's go with quarters. I hate that it's one. one I'd, I'd, I don't mind the halves system like we've been playing forever, but that seems to be a, a a big complaint from a lot of viewers. Maybe that'll fix it. Maybe not. So, I mean, it, it, I'm even good with taking that one off. So, to me, that's a three-step process to fix college basketball. And basically, now after after I listen to yours, uh, contracts, you can do it, do it in one stage. That fixes a lot of this. This is the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Coming up next, Jeremy's Bangers of the Night. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. 
Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. Coffee's for closers only. Get them the money! Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch costs more than your car. Then when you get the power, then you get the work. If I gave you the rest of the day, I'm not sure you could appropriately explain to me what happened in Denver last night. My nuggets get housed by a terrible Bulls team at home, but a meaningless Chris Desperzingas 3 gave us the win in Washington. The gambling gods giveth, the gambling gods taketh away. Three and two last night has me seven and three against the spread over the last two days in the NBA, and we look to keep the winning going tonight. This is Green on Green, brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low prices, love the savings. The Orlando Magic are a three-point favorite tonight at home against the Utah Jazz, over under 234. If you watch this game straight up, you need your head examined. Utah will be without Colin Sexton and could be missing Walker Kessler and Jordan Clarkson. If the latter is true, Chris Dunn's the only point guard in uniform tonight. Since the midseason trade that brought Russell Westbrook in to be bought out, the Utah Jazz look like something out of a Disney movie offensively. The ragtag group that can't score. The lovable group of losers. But the difference here is there isn't an Air Bud or a Teen Wolf coming to save them. They're just awful. Orlando isn't exactly terrifying offensively either, but they should be able to score at will on this G League team masquerading in the NBA. Give me the magic to easily cover the three, and I'm going under the 234. I have no doubt Orlando will do their part scoring tonight, but I can't find points for Utah outside of Laurie Markkanen. Next, the Memphis Grizzlies are a two-and-a-half-point dog at home against the Golden State Warriors. I love a good narrative, and this is one of the best ones you'll ever see. Memphis has gone out of their way to throw shade at Golden State all season long, with John Morant famously saying he wasn't afraid of anyone in the West and then singling out the defending champion Warriors. So I'm sure the Warriors are angry and will be out for blood tonight against the Grizzlies without the aforementioned Morant. Here's the problem. They're still god-awful on the road. 8-23 straight up and against the spread on the road this year, and those wins are almost all against teams trying to lose. Much like the little kid that would like to get one over on the bully, I'm not questioning your desire. I'm questioning your ability. Grizzlies plus 2.5, they went out right. And finally, the New York Knicks are a 2.5-point dog tonight at the Sacramento Kings over under 239. If you had told me before the season that a night would come with the Milwaukee Bucks and New Jersey Nets and the Golden State Warriors taking on the Memphis Grizzlies, and the game of the night would be the Knicks and the Kings, I would have sent you for one of those random drug tests that keep happening after players score 60. But here we are. The Knicks should get Jalen Brunson back tonight, coming off a weird loss to the Charlotte Hornets. 
But before Tuesday, the Knicks were 8-0-1 against the spread during a nine-game winning streak. They're 15-8 and against the spread as road dogs this year, and I've already absolutely seen them smack the Kings once this year. This is a different Sacto team, but they're still terrible defensively, and these are games that the Knicks have won all season long. Look for a big night from Brunson and the Knicks to win outright. I'm going under the 239, but I could see this game going a slew of different ways. For more, follow us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. And as always, Green on Green is brought to you by Ingles Markets. Love the savings with Ingles. Love the winnings with me. Mull it out. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. It is the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. And the sportsocracy heard everywhere you go around the world on the iHeartRadio app, and it's absolutely free. Uh, also, you can get us on YouTube, absolutely free. Just go to thesportocracy.com, click the live video link. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. And, um, well, it's a Thursday, it's 4 o'clock, and it's ACC turning time. In Greensboro, and joining us live, the voice of the North Carolina Tar Heels, who were victorious last night. It's a Thursday. 85-61. to North Carolina beat Boston College with a uh, pretty decent shooting performance. And uh, Jones Angel... Uh, my question to you is, uh, I wonder, I'm just wondering, is there, a, is there a spark here, or is it just because we were playing Boston College? That's a great question. You know, I, I will say more than something negative about Boston College, because I, I think Boston College, by the end of the season, was, was playing pretty decent basketball and you know, had some, some veteran guys and some decent players. So I don't think it was necessarily, oh, the opponent was so bad that you don't, matter what happened or you don't take into account anything uh, that the other team did um i I think it was more the question becomes look we've seen similar performances at times this year from the tar heels and and i do think tank i mean it's frustrating because you see when you share the basketball when you play good defense when uh you you do the things that uh carolina wants to try and do all the time when they do those things this, this Tariel team looks pretty good and, and looks like a team uh, that certainly belongs in the NCAA tournament and you know if they played like they did against Boston College Carolina's probably sitting here at like 25 and 6 or something and, and not sweating out um, this NCAA tournament reveal coming up on Sunday mm-hmm. the problem as we know has been that they have not been able to consistently do that and yeah I thought it was really interesting tank I talked to coach Davis for our pregame you know chat like we do every game and that he was he was so intense I mean and this has been an intense week for Carolina since since losing on Saturday to Duke because I know Hubert Davis and this is not something negative about Duke he he did not feel like the Blue Devils beat the Tar Heels he he felt like Carolina uh, lost that game more than Duke won it. And again, that's not to take something away from Duke or act like they didn't play well because that that's not true. But Carolina felt like it just did too many things wrong to be able to beat a good team like, like the Blue Devils are. And so it has been an intense couple days, and, and I think you saw that 
with how Carolina played against Boston College. They, they very much paid attention to the details. They very much, um, every possession was important. And um, they very much, every pass, every shot was challenged. Every box out was done hard. You know, all those things that, that you need to do. And that doesn't mean you play perfect and that you're going to you know, play mistake-free. Obviously, that's not the case. But when you play with that level of focus and energy and intensity, traditionally, good things are going to happen, particularly if you have talented guys like the Tar Heels do. So to me, Tank, the question is, is there any way the Tar Heels can replicate that, not just tonight, but can they keep that consistent for as long as they are in Greensboro? Is that something that they can uh, maintain past one night? And they didn't really face a ton of adversity in that game against Boston College. The Eagles you know, hit a couple shots early, but once the Tar Heels took control, it, it they really had control most of the game. So what's going to happen if they're down six points to Virginia or something, you know, if something negative happens? And so um, still so many questions out there for this Tar Heel team. Um, but what we did learn is something, Tank, that I think maybe not learn isn't the right term. What we did reinforce is something we already know, and that is when Carolina plays like that, it is one of the better teams, not just in the ACC. It can be one of the better teams in the country. But the issue has been you just haven't seen that version of the Tar Heels consistently enough. Yeah, consistency is going to be the key here. And, uh, you know, you, you still have that little inkling in the back of your mind as a Tar Heels fan going, well, last year wasn't great until it was. and Maybe we could do it again. 24-point win in the uh, in, in their, your first game of the ACC tournament. Not a bad way to start. And I guess the, the big question I have is uh, coming out of that game is about Armando. Armando rolled yeah. the ankle again, had to go to the locker room. I mean, has there been any talk about how that's, how that's feeling? What's, what's his status like? Yeah, and I'll say one, one thing before I get to the, the Armando question. Yeah, I, I do think the the big difference between Carolina last year and this year is just the, the lack of a margin for error for Carolina right now. I mean, I, I don't know if the Tar Heels need to win the tournament to go to the NCAA tournament, but I, I think they certainly need to win at least one more time to, to be in the conversation. Well, we, gotta, so, I th- we have to win tonight against Virginia. That'll give us another quad one win. So we'll have two. Uh, the, the, the fact that they came against the same team, I don't think will really matter. The thing that has also helped them is that other teams, big-name teams that are on the bubble, are not doing themselves any favors. You had Michigan right. lose to Rutgers today. Uh, you had Wisconsin get bounced out of the uh, Big Ten tournament in the first round. Oklahoma State has to play Texas tonight, which is probably not going to go their way. So, I, I mean, obviously they've got work to do, but – the, the the other bubble contenders are, are falling one by one, and so that helps North Carolina. And if, if the Tar Heels are able to beat Virginia tonight, um, then I, I think that'll do it. I think that'll get them over the hump. But you can't rely on that if you're Hubert Davis. No. You, yeah, I mean, Carolina, I, Carol, again, I, I don't know if the Tar Heels need to win the whole thing, but they certainly need to win some more. And so they, they just have so little – uh, margin for error right now that even if they play great, Virginia's a really good team. And so, you know, they, they could lose the game even if they play great. But um, to your point about Armando, yeah. Um, yeah, he said last night that he felt okay, that he thought he was going to be able to play. 
I saw him earlier today. He was going through some some treatment and some work just to try to uh, stay loose and keep things uh, as uh, fluid as possible with that ankle. And I mean, take I, I'm not sure there's ever been a Tar Heel that has turned his ankle more in his career than Armando Baycott. And so I, I don't think this is the most severe ankle turn that we've ever seen him have. Um, I don't think that uh, he is going to be 100% though uh, on the other side of that. And so um, in, this is totally a guess. This is in no way an official statement. But if I had to guess, I would think that he would play. Um, but would not be 100% because he, he is aware of how important this game is for the Tar Heels. And, of course, he's a senior, and um, this will be an important game. And so um, Carolina is obviously better with him on the court, but I think they also have to be ready to maybe see him out there less than he normally would be. And when he is out there, understand that he probably won't be at his full capability. So what does that mean? That means – you need Pete Nance to have a good game. That means that you need Jalen Washington or Dontre Styles or uh, somebody off that bench to, to give you some quality minutes. And, you know, that was one big positive I thought from yesterday, Absolutely. Tank for Carolina, was that uh, a lot of guys not only played, but a lot of guys I thought contributed. You yeah, know, they were DeMarco Dunn. Yeah, DeMarco Dunn, I thought, had uh, one of his better games uh, in a while. Uh, Dontre Styles was effective while he was out there. Um, different guys came in and yeah, added to what the Tar Heels were doing. And so um, that, that will be needed again tonight and, and as long as the Tar Heels are playing in Greensboro. All right, so let's focus on the opponent tonight. You're going to hear the game right here on ESPN. Asheville, Jones, and Eric and the rest of the crew on the call. Uh, pre-game will start immediately after this program is done at 6 o'clock. Tip-off set for 7 o'clock. They're in Greensboro. It is uh, the number seven seed Tar Heels against the number two seed Virginia Cavaliers. It's a team we've already beaten. So what do you got to do to replicate that? (laughs) Well, I I think as has always been the case since Tony Bennett has been the head coach at Virginia and certainly since he has gotten his team to the upper level of, of the ACC in the last you know, since about 2014 or so, they, they've been one of the better teams year in and year out, just like the Tar Heels and Duke and others. Um, you've got to do a couple of things. You, you've got to move the ball. You've got to pass the ball effectively. You, you have to be willing to give up a good shot for a great shot. Um, and, and quite honestly, think you've got to make some shots. Um, you, you've just got to be able to knock down a couple of shots against this team because they are so good defensively that there's going to be some times where even if you have a quality offensive possession, their defense is just going to be good enough to still force you into a tough shot. And so um, you're going to have to, you're going to have to make some shots. And, and Carolina, remember that this will be the third meeting between these two teams this year. You know, the Tar Heels uh, led at halftime of the game in Charlottesville. They led big at halftime and won the game in Chapel Hill in the second game. And, both of those first halves, the Tar Heels were able to knock in some outside jumpers that helped them establish the lead. Now, it isn't going to be – you can't just simply rely on knocking in some threes. We, we know that that is not a uh, winning recipe for the Tar Heels this season. Um, but they're going to have to hit some. And, and then I think the other part of that is, because you don't really think of this when you think of Virginia, I think you automatically think of defense, is they make you work 
defensively for the entire possession on the other side. And so, um, yeah, I was mentioning Hubert Davis and how intense he was um, yesterday when talking to him. And one thing I thought that was maybe one of the more telling things I've heard him say this year is I asked him about finding consistency. And he said consistency, and this is a paraphrase tank, but the point is the same. He said the consistency that this team needs to find has nothing to do with basketball X and O's. It has everything to do with details, with effort, with making the winning plays uh, in, that are the small things. And, and I think the Tar Heels did that yesterday, and, and they'll have to do it again at, at a similar or even better level to have a chance to beat Virginia. Yeah, that's uh, it's one of those things that I, I, I felt like, and, and this obviously comes with time, uh, but so far in Hubert's tenure, I, I feel like that's the one thing that has – has been iffy of the constant effort. Like, I never doubted that from Dean teams. I never doubted that from Roy teams. And maybe it's just this group of guys, but at times you get that question with this team. Obviously, that's that's rhetorical. You can respond if you want to to that, but I've, I, I've just had that feeling uh, so far. And it may just be, you know, getting into the groove of being a head coach and making sure that all the little things are taken care of. Yeah, you know, I will be interested to see because I do think that that has been a point of frustration um, from Hubert Davis and his staff. And and again, I don't think it's like effort, like not playing hard. Mm -hmm. I think it's more effort in the sense of like you've got to stay locked in on every detail all the time. And and again, that doesn't mean you're going to play a perfect game or that everything's going to be right. But I, it just means more so that, that when those small things that add up to big things, that you are the one that is doing those things in a positive way more times than not. I don't think that if you are making, if you are asking this question, the, the question isn't, oh, you know, the Tar Heels are out there jogging up and down the court and not trying hard and not that is in no way the case Mm -hmm. but i do think that those the the lack of attention to detail sometimes on the court has been frustrating so i'll be in in that regard can carolina this group with carolina do that this continuing to do that this week as we've talked about and i'll be interested to see when when the tar heels have a roster turnover um in the next year or two you know is is that something that Carolina does better? And and we won't know that answer until we see it in the next year or two. Right. Um, my you know my my keys to the game tonight. It's very simple. Basketball to me, very simple game. Uh, you got to hit more shots, play good defense, and keep Armando Baycott out of foul trouble. I feel like those are easy things to ask, right? Yeah, and <laughs> you know a couple things that I thought the Tar Heels did well in the in the game against uh, Virginia in Chapel Hill was. They, again, to your point, they hit some shots. We've talked about that. I, I do think you're going to have to hit some outside shots. I, I thought Carolina was really, really good defensively. They, they forced Virginia into a lot of long two-point shots. And, and if you're making Virginia shoot long two-pointers, even and some of them are going to go in, but you'll happily take a, a, a Jaden Gardner 16-footer or a Kihei Clark 18-footer you'll happily take that compared to a basket underneath or an open three for Armand Franklin or, or whatever that might be. So if Carolina can replicate that defensive effort, um, and I thought they were kind of sneaky. Carolina's been sneaky a lot better defensively as this year has gone along. Um, they've had some very memorable individual breakdowns, like at the end of the Duke game, for example, both in Cameron and in Chapel Hill. But I think as a team, 
they've been pretty they've been getting better defensively as the year has gone on and if they can replicate that type of uh, defensive effort that we've seen here recently including that game against Virginia and Chapel Hill I, I think that'll go a long way to them getting a win uh, interesting stat of the day by the way as the Tar Heels get ready to face off against the Virginia Cavaliers tonight at seven o'clock here on ESPN Asheville in the Greensboro Coliseum against the Virginia Cavaliers this team's eight no Yep, they are 6-0 in ACC tournament play. Yeah, the only loss, 8-1 all-time in Greensboro. And that's an interesting stat tank. And this has, you know, nothing more than just a weird stat. So the only loss they have is in 1955 at Grimsley High School. These two teams played. I'd love to know what, but I don't know what the reason for that was. But uh, Virginia did get a win there at uh, Grimsley High School back in 1955. But other than that, the Tar Heels have had a lot of success against them in this uh, city and boy they'd love to make it at least one more tonight absolutely all right again jones and the rest of the crew on the call tonight uh on the tar heel sports network right here on espn Asheville, six o'clock pregame seven o'clock is the tip hopefully we will be uh we'll be talking to you next thursday about where we're going in the ncaa tournament or where we are in the ncaa tournament depending on the schedule <laughs> yeah, it could be. A, hopefully there's a whole lot more games coming here over the next couple of days, Tank. Great to talk with you as always. Absolutely. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. There's a lot of talk about heroes these days. Hey, buddy, you want to go fishing? The folks in the funny outfits with superpowers and spandex. All right, buddy, let me go. But at Ingalls, we know that a lot of our heroes, now you look like a are a little closer to home. They're the ones who give us what we need for those everyday adventures. That's why we look up to the ones who look out for us. Don't forget your fish food. That's a big one. Ingles. See you later, Dad. All Bye. the ingredients for family. Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663. The Sportsocracy. That is some good, clean family fun there, ain't God? Still to come here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Well, we've got uh, the Daily Draft coming up at the top of the third hour of the program. We've got off-season previews still to do for our next two teams in line here. The Dallas Cowboys and... Nobody! Circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Indeed, we got the Cowboys and the Bills to get into as well. And, uh, of course, we're all just waiting for the moment to drop where the news becomes official or at least as close to officially official as can be. And you'll know if you're watching us on YouTube because <laughs> you'll see a very large man taking off clothing as he sprints out the door completely <laughs> nude. 
Please don't do that. I beg you. With everything in my soul, do not subject me to that. It's not a good look. No, it's not. They always say put your best foot forward. It's not mine. No, it's definitely not. You give me a quarterback, Ellie Minnow naked. Aaron Rodgers, at any moment, they could be in, uh, could be announced that the deal is pretty much done, that Aaron Rodgers would go to the New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Now, um, there are some trade rumors going around the NFL right now. These are always fun and stupid. As the Tennessee Titans apparently are just clearing the decks. They're like, okay, well, this is just full rebuild. We dropped behind the Jacksonville Jaguars, lost the division to them this past year. And now there's not really a way for this roster to compete. We're very expensive, and we got to find a way not to be as expensive. So you're going to be cutting Ryan Tannehill, and you've already cut Taylor Lewan and Robert Woods and Bud Dupree. You've got two pieces on this team. I mean, you got you got three pieces that maybe you would like to keep longish term, but even even ish is is enough for Derrick Henry. I mean, you got defensive side of the ball. You got uh, Jeffrey Simmons mm-hmm. and who, who? It gets very Caleb oh Harold Farley. Landry Harold Landry that you just signed and was hurt this past Kevin year. Byard. Yeah, that that's kind of my point. It's like you got two young stars on this defense, and then the rest of it are just we could we could do better. We could do worse, but we could also do better. It's not a good roster. So it's just not. In all of this, the talk of trading Derrick Henry has mm-hmm. come up. And there are reports that so and so's interested and so and so's interested, but but really is there a team that's gonna give up anything for Derrick Henry? Fourth round pick. It's about what a running back's worth. I mean, it's it, in terms of draft pick compensation, the, the the position is not valued. You also have to remember how the NFL is unlike every other sport because, yes, draft picks are valuable everywhere, but in the NFL, there was a family guy line about, and I can't remember what the item was, and it was, well, you can have a boat or you could have what's behind door number two. And Peter looks at it and goes, it could be anything behind door number two, even a boat. That's how teams view draft picks. Right. It's, it could be a running back back there. That's way cheaper. So you just don't get as much in these player for player deals. I mean, the jets traded for Chuck Clark today. It's a seventh round pick next year. Mm-hmm. Not even this year. Nope. A next year, seventh round pick for Not Chuck great. Clark. No, it's not great. It's not great. But when when it comes time to cut costs, get under the salary cap and such, and maneuver yourself to grow into the future, there are some guys that just have to fall by the wayside. The guys that I've already mentioned, and Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry falls right in the, in the middle of that. You know, two years ago when you and I were talking, you've been – You've been doing with Derrick Henry the same thing you've been doing with Tom Brady for years of, well, it's eventually the the wheels are going to come off. It could be this year. And granted, I'll give you credit. You said it. And then what, six games into the season, he got hurt two years ago. And then now this past year, hurt again. Like Building an on, NFL team around a running back is dumb. Now, can a running back be a valuable piece? Absolutely. Absolutely. The problem is it's not that hard to find a running back. 
in terms of trade pieces, I, the one that keeps sticking out to me is DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. That's a player that could legitimately be traded. Yes. And he's not going to get as much as you think. Second round pick? Probably a third. Oh, okay. He's in his 30s now. Contract is not – it's not horrible, but he he is still expensive. Mm-hmm. And by the way, can we stop talking about him going to New England? Uh, I, I don't know why you're not adding this up, but you do know who the offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots is, right? Bill O'Brien. That'd be a real uncomfortable first day at the office. Not 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 only that, but let's also mention that he would be thrown to by Mac freaking Jones. Yeah, DeAndre would... Hopkins isn't looking for the third step in his career to be with Mac Jones. Yeah, that would be uh Step Brothers. If he looks at me, I am gonna smoke him. Mm-hmm. No, that's that was it's never gonna not happen. happening. It was never it's happening. Not in the cards. If you hadn't hired Bill O'Brien, it could at least be discussed. Right. But but uh, old big shot Bob, that's pretty much who DeAndre Hopkins blames the no. last two years on. But Derrick Henry's owed like thirteen million dollars this year. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's doing that. I can't, I, I, I look I can't at tell teams. you there's not a team that wouldn't do it. Well, I mean, I you're look just at not the, getting anything back. I just look at the teams that have, uh, and, and 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 that's fine. I mean, if you're you're obviously would love to ha- be able to trade this guy, save the salary uh, cap hit and be able to get a second rounder but that's just not how this works you're gonna get a fifth round pick just this is just somebody to eat the contract the money that he's still owed but you look at the teams that need running backs who's doing that who's paying 13 million dollars for a 30 year old running back who's already been hurt the last two seasons off and on i mean yeah okay he was he had his day and I think that day has come and gone. Am I saying he's awful? No. He's just not what he was. Absolutely. I mean, in there, uh, the thing you have to remember about trade value in the NFL is that you have to take two things into account. What is the talent of the player? And what does the player's cap situation look like? And then you have to get into the positional value, the draft. Can I find a guy that's 70% of this player for a second, third round pick? Mm-hmm. And that's where this falls in. There are 100 running backs in this class. Mm-hmm. I just did my top 13. There are guys that aren't even in the ranking that I think could be, I'm not going to say number one starters, but they could be parts of a of a committee right. in the NFL. Right. I mean, I'm talking guys that are going to go in the fourth, fifth round. Mm-hmm. So to think that you're going to see some move on Derrick Henry, this is what people do. This is what people do. We get into this point, and there are a lot of people, and trust me, I see it in the comments, people that don't like college basketball, don't like the NBA, the, the, the only thing I want to talk about is the NFL. Trust me, I get it. I'm right there with you. In large part. There are things I like. Golf. Big fan of golf. Mm-hmm. Fifth major this weekend. No big deal. Anyway. <laughs> the fifth major this weekend. Oh, that's right. The players is this weekend. But, but you get into this period where you're like, okay, nothing's happening. I need to generate a story. And you get these clickbait. I mean, I'm looking at one right now. Inside the Eagles. First of all, Okay, just why? Why do we? But for why do we do this? <laughs> and you go down this rabbit hole, and it's ugh, ugh. Stop also, it. Also, a rumor floating around about a possible trade: the Minnesota Vikings could be trading off Dalvin Cook. Now that has more smoke to it, and it's with the Philadelphia. Well, Eagles. this is the the, the Derrick Henry thing. I think was just floated out. This there's an actual report with no source information on it we don't know where this came from and we don't even know who apparently made an offer 
But allegedly, there is a team in the NFL that has made an offer on Dalvin Cook. That's come from a lot of places. Bleacher Report's got it. Vikings Wire had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can confirm it. There is an offer on the yeah, table. Yeah, but I'm, but, but I'm saying we don't know the source that told us the information, and we don't know what team it is. Uh, I can tell you what team it is. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. Really? Yes. This has been floating around for two weeks. That, that Philadelphia will make a run at Dalvin Cook if he's made available. There's one great big problem with that. He has less than zero interest in taking any form of pay cut. So he comes with a big cap number. Mm-hmm. He comes with a a bit of a bulky knee, and you know he's already twenty seven years old. He'll be twenty eight before we kick off the season. So it's and then you get into the, all right Philadelphia Eagles. I'll I'll give you a perfect example. The Eagles are at ten. I got absolutely crucified. We don't put any value on running back. Okay, which would you rather do? Take B. John Robinson at 10, who's 22 years old, or trade for Dalvin Cook, who's 28? B. John, not close. Exactly. See, that's where these things fall apart to me. The Eagles do have a, 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 a offer on the table for Dalvin Cook. That's okay. the team that, that everyone's talking about. Okay. I don't think it's much. Probably a f- f- conditional four. It could become a three if he goes over 1,200 yards, starts all 17 games, and they go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm all the way in. If that's, if that's what you want to do, okay. Smart teams get great value on veteran players because teams that, are, that, that, are, that know they're not Super Bowl contenders prioritize draft picks over talent. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia, I'd be all the way. I mean, I'd do either one. I'd prefer Bijan, but if you told me, oh, well, your consolation prize is you get Dalvin Cook. Oh, well, shucksy doodles. <laughs> I guess I'll just deal with that. Uh, and uh, everybody's been talking about this offseason, hinting at that that backslide impending for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, news today of the Dalvin Cook possible trade. Adam Thielen's probably going to get cut in the next uh, handful of hours. That looks like a team that's on its way to a rebuild. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Stop going it alone for recruiting and staffing. Choose a local expert. Hiring is about getting to know people, not algorithms. So let the team at Express Employment Professionals hire for you. Visit ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. On the weird scale, there's Vegas... There's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. It is the Sportsocracy coming to you from the Ingles studio here on ESPN Asheville. Let's get weird. All right, so 
Jeremy, here's the probably the most shocking fact about Jeremy Green um, to me is that he is one of the biggest imbibers I have ever known in my life. That's shocking to you? No, 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 no. The shocking part is that you are one of the biggest imbibers that I've known in my life, but you don't have a big mark on your record like a Dewey. Uh, yes, because I, I I use the 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 Uber, and that's great. We you know we promote drinking, safe drinking, not driving, all of that. So I'm not real familiar with how this works. Because I've I'm I've never been in that boat either. Now, when you get busted for drinking and driving, did the did they take your car away, like forever, like just keep it? No, no, they impound it. Right, it gets impounded, and you can you can pay the fine or whatever, and get it out, and all and all that. Well, uh, Latvia has taken a different stance that when somebody gets busted for. They don't put it this way, but I'm going to say aggressive drinking and driving, which is a blood alcohol content more than double the legal limit. They take your car and they keep it. And that's actually helping out the war effort in Ukraine because there's a group in Latvia that when they take your car, if you if you have a blood alcohol level above 0.15 and you get busted, They'll take your car and you'll never get it back. And they are giving these cars to a group called the Agendum Group. And they are sending them over to Ukraine for the war effort to go onto the front lines to, to, you know, so, so that the Ukrainian forces can have vehicles to get around city to city and all of that. I think that is a phenomenal idea. Maybe we would have less drinking and driving in this country if there was a thought that you could get your car taken away and just never get it back. I like the idea. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, I, I mean, it's a little heavy. I mean, trust me, you, you pay quite handsomely. If oh, you're... absolutely. Uh, what were all those, uh, you know, all those uh, PSAs that the, the the National Transportation Safety Board had put out, you know, over the last you know, decade or so. This all about oh, getting a DUI is going to cost you at least ten thousand dollars. Blah blah blah. I get that. There's 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 a lot on the books to keep you from to incentivize you to not drink and drive. But I think if we added this little wrinkle, that that could kick things up a notch. And by kick things up a notch, I mean take the incidence of drunk driving down uh kevin the prf in our youtube comment said on your third the state of north carolina can take your vehicle okay see there you go i know that i did not know that either i know they could take your license but i didn't know they could take your actual possession of your vehicle so i i I learned something today that on your your third uh dewey you could lose your car forever i also learned something about the state of florida there is a felony called throwing a deadly missile really that is a felony george in florida Hmm. and here is how i found that out this story is about steven lopez and angela viviana velez vasquez they live in marathon florida and apparently they're good time people they were having an um how do i put this delicately an interlude as it is said in the ap story 
with a 29-year-old woman. Oh, oh. Apparently, things didn't go as planned. Shocker of shockers. And a fight ensued. Apparently, the couple began fighting with the third woman, who then chose to leave the the, the situation mm-hmm. and get in her car. Mm-hmm. Well, at that point, Mr. Lopez picked up a cinder block and threw it through the windshield of her car. That's aggressive. Okay. Let's, let's go cooler heads prevail here. How do you get from A to B, first of all? Because that is, I mean, I've had some bad days in my life. I don't know that I've ever gotten that quick that fast. You've never you've never gone the cinder block through the windshield? No, I mean I've had a girl put cigarettes out on my couch. Uh I had one girl say she was gonna cut my hands off and send them send them to my parents in a FedEx box. Um I mean I've had some aggressive things happen. Wow. I'm not hundred percent sure that she doesn't still live here in the Asheville area, I'm so I'm afraid that I just tipped off the line. Yeah, that was that was a less than ideal day. But here's my question. <laughs> How'd we get here? Obviously, police showed up, and they arrested the couple. They let the the third girl go on about her way. They arrested the couple and charged them with battery. That's what Miss Vasquez was charged with. Mm -hmm. Mr. Lopez was charged with felony throwing a deadly missile. Apparently, in the state of Florida, any projectile can be considered a missile. missile. Okay. They were both released on $50,000 bond. Okay, just... That's you were headed for a real good day, and then it wound up being a real bad day. And that's, that's just a, it's a massive swing. That's all I'm trying to say. That's 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 the that's the risk that you take. That's all I'm trying to say. Only in Florida, right? If you're going to ride the tricycle, wear a helmet. That's the number one rule. At Sports Tank ESPN, <laughs> my whole story. I don't think anybody had the right to say anything negative to me. Tank in one line. That's that's good time. Off-season previews continue here in the sportsocracy as the Dallas Cowboys are next up in our line of teams. We're going team by team through the draft order. Dallas Cowboys, well, they've already sorted out the franchise tag, given the franchise tag to Tony Pollard. I'm glad they took my advice on that one. Now Now the focus is restructuring Ezekiel Elliott, and there's a lot of rumors that they are the chief among the teams in the hunt for DeAndre Hopkins. I don't buy it. Why? Because if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, why would I want to go to the Dallas Cowboys? Tell me what about this roster is as good right now as it was a year ago. Mm, End of message. Repeat the line. It's it's good. It's an aging roster. With Mike McCarthy now. With a mediocre quarterback and Mike McCarthy now calling plays. Yep. I would say the more likely is they actually get something done with Odell Beckham Jr. this offseason. He's the third receiver, and I don't care. Mm -hmm. I fully believe losing Kellen Moore is going to hurt you more than you think. He's a good play caller. There's a reason he was unemployed for about an hour. And the Chargers, who are very much in a window, went, no, 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 Tim, you, you over here. We need you to make us not lose 27 to nothing leads at, at going into the half mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that. I am so tired of this misnomer of how good this defense is. It's really not. It's really good at shutting down mediocre offense. 
And there are very few teams that I've looked at and just gone, okay, so what exactly are you going to do here? All right, you bring the band back. Dan Quinn comes back. Mike McCarthy's still the coach. Dak Prescott. All... Is that better than Philadelphia? God, no. Good Lord, no. Do you have any path to being better than Philadelphia? No. You have one of the worst cap situations in the league. You're having to go to, to Ezekiel Elliott with your hat in your hand going, uh, could, could you please give some of that money back that we should never have given you in the first place? I, just, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it with Dallas. I don't get why we do this every single year. Last year was your shot. Last year was your shot. You played the easiest schedule in the league. Mm-hmm. The Green Bay Packers were not nearly as good as you thought they would be. One of the few good teams you played was the Minnesota Vikings, and you absolutely housed them. And then you got to the playoffs, and what let you down? Your offense. Mm-hmm. Your quarterback. Because you're stuck. You're stuck in this beautiful world of purgatory. And now, let me ask you a, a theoretical question. If you took the star off the helmet and put a Jacksonville Jaguar on it, how often would this team get mentioned? Once a month. Not a lot. Once a month during the season? Maybe so. Because there's not really anything all that interesting about this team. You have a mediocre quarterback. You franchise Tony Pollard, which to me it was a that was a good move. Mm-hmm. Your line's fine. Your weapons are fine. Your defense is fine. In terms of roster talent, I would argue you're the 13th, 14th, 15th best team in the league. Now you're going to lose your second corner, your tight end, and one of your starting linebackers. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me this team's going to be as good as they were a year ago. Well, well, I mean, we fully believe in Jake Ferguson. Woo. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't get fine. it. I, I, I don't get it with a team. I haven't gotten it for a long time. Yep. And this, what is happening right now with the Dallas Cowboys is what scares the Baltimore Ravens. The reason that this that the Lamar Jackson thing has been in an impasse for as long as it has is because the last quarterback we had that was at an impasse like this was Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, if the Dallas Cowboys had this do-over again, they wouldn't. They would never have caved to Dak Prescott. They would have never given him the deal because now you are stuck. Can you make the playoffs? Sure. Sure you can. Mm-hmm. You can make it as a 5-6-7 probably every year. Mm-hmm. The NFC is awful. Yep. Then you go into the playoffs, you play a real legitimate big boy NFL roster, and you get beat. But but we beat the Buccaneers. Awesome. I, that is the biggest wager I've placed in the last six years. Mm-hmm. It was the most predictable thing I think I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Congratulations. You beat a Buccaneers team that was on its way out. No doubt. Uh, who had a quarterback that had, his, in terms of his career, had one foot in the grave and one foot on a banana peel. Awesome. That That's what you can do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is, this is where I fall in on these decisions of we look at everything in a vacuum. We're doing this with Lamar right now. Is Lamar worth $250 million? Probably. Mm -hmm. But you don't ever do the dot, dot, dot. It costs us this too. It's not just I gave you this deal. It's not just I gave you this deal. This is what what it cost me down the line. Derek Sexton asked in our YouTube comments, why do you always hate so hard on on the Cowboys? All the other teams you give a prediction, and with the Cowboys it's just hate. Because what do you want me to say? Okay, you want a prediction? Here it is. They go 10-7, and seven, they go in the playoffs and get to crap beat out of them again. 
There's my prediction. Mm -hmm. that's, because that's what this team is. Yes, that is. Why do I do that? Because this is the team that makes the stupidest decisions in the NFL. They do it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And this is the team that I have to keep talking about. Mm -hmm. And it drives me nuts. This team is, is closer to the Houston Texans than they are to the Philadelphia Eagles. And yet they get as much time as any team in the NFL. That's why. Yeah. Uh, Derek Sexton, what could they do to be better? You could have not paid Dak Prescott which I screamed from the rooftops for two years. If you do this, you will regret it. Mm -hmm. And that's why you're here. Everybody makes the Lamar thing about uh, about Deshaun Watson. Nobody's stupid enough to do that. That's not what this is about. That's what he wants. And when he goes out on the open market, he's going to find out it's not there. Mm -hmm. The problem is that every team in the league that has a decision like this coming up is looking at Dak, going, do we have an elite quarterback or do we have a high second-tier quarterback, which is what Dak is? Mm -hmm. Because in the NFL, as it is currently constituted, you cannot win with that guy on the second contract. Right. It has never happened. When you're overpaying a mediocre quarterback, it's not going to work. And that's the thing. We wind up talking about this team so often. And I'll give you an example. The Detroit Lions. Roster, better. Front office, better. Ownership, never hear of them. It's the Fords, so I can't say better. But I just hear much less of them. That team deserves 20 minutes of, of this is what the offseason is going to look like. We've been talking about the offseason for the Dallas Cowboys since October. Mm -hmm. of, oh, what's going to happen next year? You know what's going to happen? The same thing. Same. You're going to lather up with a bunch of veterans because that's what you can afford. And then you're going to get in there with the San Francisco 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Detroit Lions, who are a young up-and-coming team, the Seattle Seahawks, and they are going to smoke you like a honey ham. But they only lost by seven to San Francisco with a quarterback that next to me would look like a small child. Mm -hmm. Th that's what you lost to. Mm -hmm. That's does, why. Does this defense get better? Do the young pieces on this defense improve enough for them to, I, I guess, draw you off of that this defense is not that good thing? What does this defense do really well? They Micah Parson really well. Mm -hmm. that, that's what they do. All right, in the last five years, you have legitimately hit two draft picks. And, and that's another answer to, to Sexton's question, which, by the way, it's a good question. I saw this team come up on the list when I put it on the board this morning, and I actively rolled my eyes and went, good God, do we have to talk about this team again. I'm so sick of this roster. That's why. That Now, in terms of could the defense get better? Absolutely. If I had any faith whatsoever – that you could hit draft picks. Even guys like Jabril Cox that you took, and I went, that's a good pick. Yep. And then he disappeared into the ether for two years. Mm -hmm. What do I think now? All of a sudden, he's going to replace Leighton Van Der Esch and be the guy I thought he was three years ago? No, he's probably going to be a good, not great NFL player. And you're going to keep doing that because you can't get high-level talent in this building. Now, the bright side, this is a draft where you could have some things fall in your lap. This scouting department has proved since I started doing the NFL draft in 2011, you have proven to me time and time and time again, you can hit the the waist-high fastball. CeeDee Lamb falls right in your lap. You can knock that out of the park. Mm -hmm. Micah Parsons falls right in your lap. You can knock that right out of the park. Name me the guy that you went and found somewhere. Dak Prescott. Who's what? Uh, I mean, you found him in the what, fifth round? Fourth fourth round you found him in the fourth round and he ended up being a, a, a mediocre starting quarterback in the nfl i feel like that's pretty good okay and that was six years ago mm -hmm. congratulations you found a me you're and i guess that kind of proves my point 
your high watermark here is that you found a league average quarterback that you now pay like Aaron Rodgers in the fourth round. Other than that, Tony Pollard, okay, running back. Mm-hmm. Not exactly a premium position. Mm-hmm. Trayvon Diggs, probably the most overrated player in the NFL. A lot of interceptions, a lot of burnt toast. If this team drafted better, I'd have more faith in them. The, the, the Dallas Cowboys, to me, are a lot like the girl that keeps cheating on you and telling you it's your fault. Uh, now, you've done this enough times that I could pretty much figure out what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like I can call out what the Dallas Cowboys are going to do. And it, we, we got a minute here before we got to take a break. You watch this be the team that winds up with B. John Robinson. Just mark my words that I said it. You watch this be the team that winds up with him. Because they can't figure out something with Ezekiel Elliott, so they cut him out right. It breaks Jerry Jones' heart. He doesn't feel like Tony Pollard is the running back that can carry the the, the full workload. And then he says, in his own mind, I can have Bijan and Tony Pollard that takes enough weight off of Dak Prescott where that deal is not as big of an albatross. I'll add another mid-level free agent, which is what I think Odell Beckham is. And now, offensively, we're good enough for that defense to hold up. And what he doesn't see... Philadelphia is not regressing that much on offense. They will on defense. They won't on offense. Mm-hmm. San Francisco will be better than what I, I think than Brock Purdy because I think it'll be Trey Lance. So every team in this in this conference is either staying still or getting better, and you're getting worse every single year, just like I told you you would. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN. Ash will get the Sports Center update coming up next, and then it'll be daily draft time here in the sportsocracy. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. You are in the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400 locally here in the Asheville area. And we're heard everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app, seen everywhere on YouTube. Go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, and that'll get you into the chat with us here in the sportsocracy. It is the top of the third hour of the program. We've been through the first two hours and... I mean, are you expecting are you expecting this news to come out today? No, no, no. Uh, if it does, I will say it's probably tomorrow, if not over the weekend. If you're just, I mean, if, with if Aaron Rodgers, nothing would surprise. If me. you just woke up to head to your third, uh, your, you know, your 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 graveyard shift job, uh, Aaron Rodgers, it it appears to be close to being a done deal with him. Being there is traded. traction. From the Green Bay Packers to uh, the New York Jets. The Pat McAfee Show, which has a better uh, ear to the ground with uh, Pat Ma- with uh, Aaron Rodgers than anybody. Mm-hmm. They, they say the compensation's done. Contract's done. All it requires now is Aaron Rodgers to go, okay. Now, that could take a minute because you have to put the note in a bird's mouth and get it to go have a, a, a <laughs> some peyote with Aaron Rodgers. And, <laughs> you know, then the bird's got to find his way back. And it could take a minute. And it's not just send a text message. Yeah. If you had a peyote reference in, like in sportsocracy bingo today, you win. I feel like Aaron Rodgers has already made up his mind. We're just, we're just really? playing this game. Of course. I see. I don't. Get I don't that. feel like this is a close decision at all. Okay, so my options are 
go back to the Green Bay Packers. Well, I already set those bridges on fire. Well, I think that's off the table. Yes. If it's not, it's very, very, very close to off the table. Uh, retire, which, I mean, I you know, I live in Malibu, and I could just live on the beach and drink my ayahuasca tea and have, uh, you know, acid trips from here to the, to the end of my days, which sounds phenomenal to me. I got nothing to worry about. I got all the money in the world. But this guy's a competitor. This guy is a type A personality that wants to play. He knows he can still do it. And this is what we talked about with Tom Brady. Will Tom Brady come out of retirement? Uh, yep. Yeah, he did. And could he do it again? I wouldn't be shocked if he did. See, and for me, I, I think there's there's much more to it, to it. There's probably some chakras, maybe some crystals. It's probably a healer of some kind, a, a fire, some some peyote. He's praying to all of the gods, and all of the gods have returned to him with the message of, do it. Uh, There's probably something about the moon cycle. Right. Uh, what, Mer- what? Is Mercury in retrograde? Has anybody checked that? Right. What What is so hard to figure out about this decision? Oh, I can go back to Green Bay where the, the, you know, the, the situation is tenuous at best, or I can go to New York, have an actual shot to win that second Super Bowl and cement myself I mean, I'm already amongst the greatest of all time. The one big knock on me is that I've only won one Super Bowl. This is his Tom Brady moment. This is his chance to separate himself from the organization that we've all known him to be a part of for his entire NFL career and to go win somewhere else. It's the only shot he's got. And I think it's the only decision that he has. He could retire, sure. He could go back to Green Bay. But the obvious the obvious answer here is go to the New York Jets and shut the world up. Because everybody doubts that he can do it. And Aaron Rodgers is the kind of guy that just likes, as as was said in the in the, in the movie Major League, I'd like to give him all a great big burger to eat. That's Aaron Rodgers in a nutshell. So I feel like this is a done deal. I don't know what we're waiting on. It's just Aaron. Aaron loves the spotlight. And so he's going to drag this out as long as he can. And I feel like he still has at least one rain dance, many crystals, uh, uh, maybe a spiritual journey. Mm, yeah, yeah. The darkness tree- retreat wasn't enough. I, who knows? I still want to take my own darkness retreat. Just put myself in a hole with a cooler full of domestic lights. and You couldn't do it. You couldn't be away from your phone long enough. Oh, I totally could. You could? Oh, if you give me Netflix? Oh, good Lord. Absolutely, no, 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 I could. No, 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 no. There's no TV. There's no, there's no electronics of any kind. This is a darkness retreat where you, you, it's just you, four walls, and your own brain. Well, the darkness- You would drive yourself in- You would put your head through the wall in 80 minutes. Uh, no, but I would- I, I don't agree with you there, but I think I would set a record- of how many cases of Miller Lite I could go through in three days. <laughs> now that may be something worth trying. You would find me creating my own language with nothing but grunts because that's the only noise I could get out of my mouth. All right, it's the top of the third hour of the program. It's time for the Daily Draft, and today's Daily Draft is with all of the names, all of the quarterback names that were available through trade or signing or going through the draft. Who's the who, who are the ones most likely you would target if you had to win now? I have the number one pick. 
Of course you do. I also have a team that is in desperate need of a, of a quarterback and one that they're very much on the precipitous of making it work. It's Aaron Rodgers, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's all that close. No, it's not. I don't think it's all that close. I've heard this argument all day long of how Lamar Jackson gives you a better chance to win right now. Well, maybe for the 12 games he plays. The, I, mm-hmm. I don't know why this is so hard to figure out. You got one quarterback that's 39 years old, hasn't missed a game in five years. And you got another that has played, has missed a third of the games his team has played in the last two years. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to worry about that if I'm one of these teams that thinks they can contend for a Super Bowl. If I'm the Atlanta Falcons, okay, that's a little bit different story. That's why I've said those are the two that make the most sense for, for a minute. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, Lamar Jackson to the to the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. Now, I actually thought Derek Carr made more sense than Aaron Rodgers, but now that he's gone, this is the one that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Aaron's the only – if you told me there was a quarterback that, traded, that that changed teams, that won the MVP of this league next year, how much of your money would you be willing to put on uh, Aaron Rodgers? 95% of it. That's um, in the same boat. 95 percent I, mean, I would take a flyer on a couple of the guys that i'm getting ready to mention well this should be good but aaron Rodgers is the a number one no doubt to me the number two is lamar lamar jackson is he's a really good quarterback i, I mean i can't say that he's great because i still feel like there's there are limitations to what he can do with the arm now, we saw with Marquise Brown, you give him a legitimate target to throw to, and it's going to look pretty good. He's going to be able to put up some numbers. I mean, he's proven that he can put up some numbers without Marquise Brown as well. Yes, he gets knocked for the availability issues. What is it? The uh, Your greatest ability is your availability. Yeah, that, is a, that, that is quite a big deal. And Lamar Jackson, obviously, is a concern in that area. But I also feel like he is the closest that's on the market or close to available that you could win now with, depending on the right team. I mean, if they could make it work, the San Francisco 49ers, if they could make it work, they they would not take Lamar Jackson. It's a terrible scheme fit. That's where I think people fall. you, you, You go the wrong direction with Lamar Jackson. Lamar is an absolute team involvement from A to Z. I've laughed about Lamar with the Jets since the first time it was brought up. Mm -hmm. He would get killed behind that offensive line. Because you need somebody that can hold up on the edges. Because Lamar is a guy that breaks contain a lot. Mm -hmm. Well, it's very rarely because, hey, an edge rusher just came untouched and he runs in the B gap. That's not how running quarterbacks work. In San Francisco, I I don't think they would touch. I mean, unless really? he came really cheap. That's what I'm saying. If they had the if they had the option and it was really cheap, of course, of course, you would do that. He gives you a better chance to win than anything you have on that roster currently. I'm not so sure that he does in that offense. He doesn't. I, I mean, I'm stuck in the coaching side of it. If he's just a terrible scheme fit there. But I mean, long term play, sure. I'll tell you the most damning stat about Lamar Jackson. Do you know how many passes he's thrown his entire life in the NFL? How many? 1,655. 
You want me to give you a point of comparison on that? Yes. Tom Brady's thrown almost that many in the last two years. Mm-hmm. At 45. So, yeah, it's a little different. It's a little different scenario. I think there are teams that Lamar could work. Mm-hmm. I don't know how high level it could work because it does make me nervous how many games he has missed. You've missed, t- what, 10 of your last 34? Mm-hmm. And you have one playoff win. Yep. With the best drafting team in the NFL. And a insanely good roster around him. Yeah. See, my fear is he goes to greener grass with the, the fully guaranteed deal with the Falcons and then looks around and goes, where's all my help? Like, now I have Drake, London, Kyle Pitts, end of message, repeat the line. Better than he had in Baltimore. At receiver. Everything else is worse. Mm-hmm. The defense is a third of what he had in Baltimore. The running, well, they're the leading rushing team in the NFL. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a big difference between J.K. Dobbins and Tyler Algier, mm-hmm. who I like, don't get me wrong. But I just I feel like there's a lot of things that go into making Lamar good. It's a very specific scheme fit. He's a talented player, mm-hmm. and and somebody is probably going to throw an absolute bag at him. Yeah, as I feel they should. My second pick, it's Derek Carr. He would have been my second pick. Really? I feel like Derek Carr can come into a – I'll give you an example, New Orleans. All right, New Orleans with Lamar Jackson, New Orleans with Derek Carr. Which, which version of that offense do you think is better next year? Oh, I'd take Lamar. I would take Derek Carr, and I wouldn't think about it for two seconds. The way that team is built, no doubt. You have a gigantic offensive line. Mm-hmm. Probably the best – I'm not even going to say probably. It's the best that, that Derek Carr's ever played behind. You got Michael Thomas. He's notorious for hitting slot receivers. You need another weapon but between that and Alave, no doubt. Mm-hmm. You take Alvin Kamara away, and now Lamar Jackson is the only running threat in that backfield. Uh, okay, enjoy the five games he plays because this ain't gonna go well. <laughs> right. Okay. To me, Derek Carr, he's the he's he's the number two. Well, behind, I guess the number three. Behind Aaron and Lamar. Well, I feel like there were there were four that you could go with here. I got my number one. And then you left me with the one that was left, mm-hmm. which is Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought about making him three. Over Derek I Carr? I did. Because I've at least seen him win playoff games. With San Francisco. I I get it, but, I, but I've never seen Derek Carr do it. That argument is like having two guys. Okay, I'll give you a perfect example for right now. That's like saying, well, Bryce Young won more games at Alabama than Will Levis did at Kentucky. Because it's <laughs> Kentucky! If you would put Derek Carr in San Francisco and Jimmy Garoppolo in Vegas, uh, I, I I think you would quickly see how ridiculous that thought actually is. Mm-hmm. And I'm not averse to, to Garoppolo. I think he is the he is the ham sandwich of the NFL. Yeah, he will not die. Uh, you will eat that and you will survive to see another day, but you are never in your entire life going to go. That is that ham sandwich is the greatest thing I've ever put in my mouth. Unless you're tank and you have broken taste buds and you but eat I, gas station hot dogs, but uh, maybe but, uh, you would, but here's the thing. I don't, I don't, if I'm ready to win now, I don't need him to be, I don't need him to be great. Here's, all I okay, need, so here's to, all I need to do is that. have him be available, which is a question mark, yeah, which is why I knocked him behind Derek mark. Carr. 
the availability obviously would be would be a, a key here. But I also just need him to manage the game. Okay, so I need him to manage the game. Uh, he just did that with the probably the best roster in the NFL. You got to a Super Bowl and got beat in a mm-hmm. game where you, without a doubt, outplayed Kansas City for three quarters of mm-hmm. it. With you, him. And you know why? Because you have a quarterback that can't make that play. What situation is he going to go to where he's in better shape than he was in San Francisco? Well, there's not one. Uh, there's not one. Yeah. So He was one throw like, away when, from winning the Super Bowl. And he didn't make it. He didn't make it. It's weird. He overthrew the guy by do. five yards. Sad. It is sad. I mean, I just for me, Garoppolo is – and I can't really figure out where he's going to land. Uh, to me, he's the hardest part of the the quarterback carousel to figure out. It'd be Vegas, right? Why in the world would Vegas do that? Bring him in to start and, and I guess, coach up the, the guy you draft? So you're going to pay $25 million for a guy to coach up a rookie. And it, and I'm probably on the low side in $25 million. Maybe if you that think makes it's, no sense. If you think it's Anthony Richardson, then the best path for him is to sit for a while. If the Raiders take Anthony Richardson, he will start at least half of the games of this season. I don't doubt it. Uh, because here's the thing: be if you're Josh scenario. McDaniels, why in the world would I do that? Mm-hmm. I took a quarterback in the top seven that if it doesn't pan out this year, Elimino fired. Mm-hmm. It makes the Vegas thing. It didn't make sense with Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't make sense with Jimmy Garoppolo. To me, the only one that makes even just the slightest bit of sense is Tampa Bay. And I'm not sure how you would get there. Mm-hmm. Make the money work, make the, the, the offense work, I I don't know. But that's the only situation I look at and go, okay. I've heard Houston, him doing the same thing, going yep. with D'Amico Ryans to coach up a rookie. Why would I do that? Am I one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the league, yes or no? If you're unequivocally Garoppolo. yes yeah unequivocally yes yeah. i'm not going to be a brit i'm not carson wentz like that i'm not teddy bridgewater i went to a super bowl seacrest out and i'm a 31 year old i'm 31 years old mm-hmm. out but you're much more closer to those guys than you are to lamar jackson or aaron Rodgers. obviously i don't agree with that really no I would say he's closer to – I would say Jimmy Garoppolo is closer to Derek Carr and Lamar Jackson than he is to Baker Mayfield. I can win games with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know that I can win at a high level, but I can win games with him. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is just a bridge to different levels. All right, it's that time. we got to take a break. Jeremy's got a pick. Coming up next here in the Sportsocracy Daily Draft, we're talking about the quarterbacks available in this market or that were available in this market to help you win now in the NFL. It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact-free pickup with Ingalls Curbside. Just visit shop.ingles-markets.com or download the app. And your Ingalls personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. 
Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. Back in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, we are in the midst of the Daily Draft, and Flostradamus is on the clock as we talk about what quarterbacks that were available in this offseason, which ones would you take to, to win now? Now, obviously, this was Jeremy's way of saying it is no doubt Aaron Rodgers is the win-now quarterback and my Jets are making the right move by making this trade. We all get that. Aaron Rodgers was a number one in the draft. I took Lamar Jackson and then Derek Carr on the turn. He goes Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, those those were four easy layups. I think this is where it gets interesting, where beauty is in the eye of the beholder on the rest of the quarterbacks. Who could you win with now? Sam Darnold. Do what? Sam Darnold. That would be my fifth selection. Okay. Give me one that you would take over him. Oh, I will, because he wouldn't even been on my list. I mean, I, I okay, so I said win now. So for me, that's not any of the rookies. Anthony Richardson should not play a game for two years. Mm-hmm. CJ Stroud, I considered. Considered. Considered Bryce Young, but not for as long. Mm-hmm. I didn't really consider anybody else. There was not another veteran on this market that I looked at, and I think I can win with you right now. Okay. I I mean, I think it's situational, but what – I just have to know, what, what have you seen in Sam Darnold that still makes you believe that he could be a win-now quarterback? If Sam Darnold's the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers next year, how many games would you project them to win? Seven. I think you are out of your mind. They are definitively better than Atlanta. They are definitively better than your Bucks. Mm-hmm. That's four wins right there. The schedule is not overly daunting. But he's not an overly good quarterback. That's the problem. No, but I look at this team, and, and maybe I'm chalking this up to I really believe B. John Robinson is going to end up there. And you'll have the running game, and you'll have the ability to do all of those things, the coaching staff, the defense. Look, Sam Darnold is the shield that I've made perfectly clear. I will die on this shield if I have to. Mm -hmm. And he's still only 25 years old, which I laugh at every single time I say it out loud. He is eight months older than Hendon Hooker, and he has started for five full years. And that's fine. The age is a plus. The problem is the... What we've seen out of him doesn't show me that he can win games. I have seen him be a high-level quarterback for Carolina twice. 
Now, it came in bursts, but it was mm-hmm. also with Matt Rule and uh, Steve Wilkes and Ben McAdoo. Mm-hmm. I feel like fr- – ask yourself this question. Carolina has basically made no inroads to making a trade-up. They have also made really no inroads with Derek Carr or any other of these quarterbacks. What does that tell you? It tells you they think they have a solution of some kind. Mm-hmm. Frank Reich's a pretty bright guy. So he either thinks one's going to fall in his lap in the draft, which if that's your path, I I hate to tell you this, but you're going to be very wrong. Well, it's I'll take my chances. It's I'll take my chances and Sam can be okay. Okay, so but he's when you gonna... say I'll take my chances, are you saying I'll take my chances that one falls in my lap? Yes. You really – so I want you to say what, what – I want you to, I'm going to take what you just said. I'm going to say it out loud. I want to make sure you're, this is what you're trying to tell me. Mm-hmm. Frank Wright who just got run out of Indianapolis on a rail because of bad quarterback play, came to Carolina and said, you know what, we'll just figure it out as we go along. Do you see how stupid that sounded when I said it that way? There's no shot of that. He came in with, I have a plan. Now, what that plan is, I don't know. He may think Will Levis is going to drop right in his lap Mm -hmm. or, or whoever else. But the fact you haven't made any inroad on a veteran quarterback whatsoever I've been told the Derek Carr meeting was flat due diligence. Mm-hmm. You were right. They weren't paying high-level money when they found out what the, what the Saints were. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, pleasure to meet you. It was, a, it was a good steak and a nice bottle of wine, wasn't it? <laughs> Which is crazy because I didn't feel like uh, that he got way too much in New Orleans. That's about right. Sam Darnold. That's, that's kind of shocking to me. Okay. Um... My next pick, quarterback to win now, who could who could have been available? I'm going Kirk Cousins. You could have convinced the Minnesota Vikings yeah, to say, get rid and, of Kirk Cousins. Say, and, but he's not available. He could have been through a trade. Uh, and you would have to go get him, and you have to convince Minnesota to do it. Mm-hmm. There's a report out now that Zadarius Smith wants out of Minnesota, and they flat said no. You're telling me that, that oh, we can't come off a 30-year-old pass rusher, but we're going to come off our quarterback? And and do what exactly? Mm-hmm. See, that's a cheater pick. He was never available ever for one second. Really, you don't think they ever considered going into this off season that hey, we could we could save a whole bunch of money and just kind of reset this thing and do what at quarterback? That go, was the problem. You go with get that. a free agent. You go sign who? somebody. A, a team with no money. I'm I'm gonna go sign who? Case Keenum. We want to go ladder up and do that again. <laughs> Okay. I, I could mean, have been in I on mean, the Derek go Carr sweepstakes. I could have been in on, uh, I don't know, I could be in on Ryan Tannehill. Something to get me through to the bridge to the next era. Yeah, a team that just finished second in the NFC is going to tap out on everything to go Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Uh, who's your next one? Tom Brady? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that. Because it's Tom Brady. All right, so you've, all right. That, I feel like this is a walk-off win for me because you've taken two that aren't available. It's not true. It's not true at all. Tom you, Brady's not available. Mm-hmm. If you're about to give me this report, it came from Rich Eisen, and it was something I heard around the combine. He came out the next day and said, I should never have said that out loud. It was irresponsible of me to say that out loud. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, I mean, if you got to win now, you could convince him. You're not convincing him. 
There is no convincing him. No, no, no shot. No shot that he could be convinced of the San Francisco 49ers don't don't have a quarterback. Uh, that explains why you looked at me so sideways when you took Sam Darnold, because you cheated. cheated. Let me go these quarterbacks that are absolutely not available under any circumstances. That's, that's a falsehood. Stop saying that. So Tom the Brady leaves Vikings the- very well could have been convinced to take the get okay. the cap savings you're, from you're trading right. King, for two first Kirk round picks. Cousins. If if you gave them two first round picks for Kirk <laughs> Cousins, you could they would have come off of it. That's just to me that is a that is a, a a just a complete lunacy that this team that is doing everything in their power to keep the entire team together is going to look at their quarterback and go sure we'll go hell we'll go chase Blaine Gabbert are they trying to keep everything together? Zadarius Smith just said I want to be released and they basically told him to pound sand. Mm-hmm. He's a 31 year old edge rusher that is getting paid. Yeah, they think they're the second best team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. They were never coming off Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And Brady, the minute he tapped on the best receiving core in the NFL, so he's going to leave that for what? Miami, where he has to deal with Tua? No, San Francisco. San Francisco's not interested in Tom Brady. for the. <laughs> oh, I'm so sick of I, I, I want to never hear his name again. And, and frankly, I want to just call Rich Eisen's hotline and yell into it for seven minutes that you even said this. <laughs> that you even put this. That you even put it out there because out there. people buy it. He's forty six years old and physically falling apart. It was as obvious by the end of the, by the end of last year as anything I've ever seen. And now you think this ultra competitive guy at forty six years old is going to move across the country away from his kids, which was his big bone of contention last year, mm-hmm. to learn a completely new system that he fits in like I fit in a dress. <laughs> yep, that's a stretch to the highest extreme. Okay. But Rich Eisen said it. Oh, he just still it instant. He laughed about it on Twitter for what that's worth. With three separate tweets, one of them about a cat. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Tom Brady. With anybody who thinks that I've got time to play football has never adopted a, a, a kitten for their daughter. Whatever. Matthew often asked, "Who's the backup for Kirk Cousins?" Uh, me. Yeah, because I think they already tapped on Kellen Mond. Yeah, he's in Cleveland. To be really honest with you, I think that might be the only team in the NFL that I couldn't tell you who the backup is. Oh, no, it's that kid from Oregon State that's just awful. Oregon State? He's been in the league for a while. Jake Luton? No, wrong one. There's another one. And my brain is broken, and I can't think of who it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next two would have been basically a would have been a 4A and a 4B. I'll try it with Carson Wentz, I guess. I don't want to. And the other one would have been Mike White. Mike White. Hey, I've seen you do good things and very limited work. The problem is I don't think you drank your milk when you were a child. Mm -hmm. Because your bones break real easy. Real easy. All right, uh, my final pick is uh, it's it's a guy that you mentioned earlier, C.J. Stroud. To me, I feel like he can come in right away for the right team. Now, obviously, any team that's ready to win a Super Bowl right now, the, the, they don't have a shot at getting C.J. Stroud at the top of the draft. So, no, Baltimore, theoretically, if they traded up, if they traded Baltimore or traded uh, Lamar to Atlanta, and got to, and I'll be honest with you, that's Maybe. what I used on all of the rookies. Mm-hmm. If Baltimore did that, do I legitimately think you're a contender right now? And my answer was universally, nope. Mm-hmm. I think C.J. Stroud's going to be a good quarterback in this league. 
I do too. And I think, and he's the most pro ready. Yeah, and I think somebody is uh, some somebody is going to get uh, the, the benefits of his talents, and they could win right now if they had a strong team around him. Yep, probably the Houston Texans, where he will go in and go three and fourteen. Absolutely, that's the biggest problem that he has. Nobody with a decent record is actually going to end up with him. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Coming up next, the most important message of the day. And then we'll circle the wagons for the Buffalo Bills off-season preview. When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report, so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Since man created roads, they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974-8480 or visit them on the web at theoutlawoffroad.com. Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need simple checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. It is that time in the sportsocracy every day where we give you the most important message of the day. Don't do crimes. Yeah, and this to me this is the most uh the most Canada crime story I think I could possibly have ever found. They still maple syrup. Uh this story comes to us from Hanover, Ontario, Canada, where a man got arrested because he was under suspicion of being, well, a creeper. So apparently the other day, this guy is um, driving down the road, and he sees a young boy walking on the side of the road. He stops his car, he gets out, and he tries to give the kid a box of chocolates. Big warning flag, right? Like ginormous red flag comes up. The only time you can have a box of chocolates and not it, and it not be a red flag is if you're Forrest Gump. Yeah, here is a grown man trying to give a box of chocolates to a young boy. Never good. Obviously, the the kid was like, "No, I'm good." I mean, he probably didn't say that. He, you know, said something Canadian like, 
I'm okay, eh? Uh, anyway. That's <laughs> Force Tunky. <laughs> and so the guy then insists, like, no, no, no. You take this box of chocolates, and you could take it home and give it to your mom. Well, the kid knew something was up with it. This is just a, a, a random older gentleman does not just, you know, proposition a young boy with a box of chocolates for no reason. So the cops were called. And the cops investigated, and they came up with, again, like I said, the most uh, Canada ending to this investigation. They found out the guy's not a perv. He's not a perv. He was actually participating in Random Acts of Kindness Day. He apparently had gone out all day long and had just stopped random people and given them gifts, which is fine if you're an adult to an adult. Like, Nope, I would have immediately asked questions. <laughs> well, you sure. give me a box of chocolates i'm gonna say how many of these have laxatives in them <laughs> and how many of them have laxatives that are meant for farm animals maybe not in canada i don't i mean you know canadians are nice absolutely they are right so maybe you you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily expect that but definitely as a, as a grown man you never 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 just go up to a random child and offer them things you're right if in canada i would probably ask less questions if somebody did that to me in Asheville, I would go, there is no less than four pounds of drugs in that box. And there's no chance they'd be giving it away. Uh, no. Uh, Here's a special box of chocolates. Would you like some for $400? A piece. Uh, yes. Wow. I mean, I'm going to have to say yes, because I, I I need to experience whatever ayahuasca you have in this. This is... That is, a lot, that is a lot of crimes in that box. <laughs> Speaking of crimes, mine's about Terry Lynn Hankerson. She's 59 years old, and she's from Lauderdale Lakes, Florida. Recently, in the last few years, her lifestyle had become much more extravagant. She was taking expensive trips to Costco. She was going to concerts. She spent a large amount of money at a local strip club, which is actually in the story. Hotels, bars, other places, and she had season tickets to the Miami Heat. And that is how she got caught because the amount of money she makes does not support the lavish lifestyle that she was leading. So federal agents did a deep dive on Miss Hankerson, and they figured out that she had a father. Uh, no, it doesn't name him in the story, but she had a father that was on Social Security. And there's only one problem with that. He was still on Social Security in spite of the fact he died in June of 2016. Should have known that was coming. She never told the federal government. She never stopped the benefits. She continued to cash the checks because they had a joint bank account, and she used those to buy Miami Heat tickets, which is where she was spotted by federal investigators, which led them down the rabbit hole of oink. Uh, something, something, something ain't right here. Uh, she has now been sentenced to serve five months in prison as well as five months of home confinement after she's released from prison. And pay restitution for the nearly $50,000 that she defrauded the government for. Nice. Home confinement's one of those things I don't understand. Okay. How is that a punishment? What, you can't leave your house? Yes. For me, that sounds like a vacation. <laughs> if you told me I had to not leave my house for five months, Oh, let the good times roll. Uber Eats, baby. Let's go. <laughs> and then Jer that's how Jeremy ends up looking like White Goodman at the end of Dodgeball. Oh, oh, I would be very large. His milkshake brings 
all the boys to the oh, yeah, I would be. I, I, there would be a whole mess of me. Wouldn't wouldn't be good Mm-mm. at all. No, no, and you would be single in a heartbeat. HWA <sighs> could not stand you being home all the time. Hey, that woman loves me. Uh, she is allowing she me hey, to I'm- keep this flowing main of mulleted happiness look i have i have been in a happy marriage for more than 10 years now and you know what my wife would leave me if i was stuck in the house for five months hmm i could do i I could do five months of i'm just sitting at home you're just ready for the challenge watching netflix let's go playing madden Beating 12-year-old kids senseless oh, on yeah. Madden all day long every day. Oh, yeah. You get about 11 o'clock at night. I'm up 78 to 3. Beating somebody with the Vikings in about every four minutes just from the other room here. Wait room! <laughs> <laughs> it is the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. We're going to take our final break of the afternoon. When we come back, we'll get into the off-season preview of the Buffalo Bills. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Did you know that Ingles sells more organics than any other grocery store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. The Sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. Off-season previews, team by team, continues here in the Sportsocracy. Let's talk about those Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, obviously, they have been the AFC favorite or one of them for the last few years. The problem is they have not been able to get over the hump. Every year they've had, just you just don't quite have enough. And I've officially got to the point with Buffalo that I, I'm not sure this run's not exactly like the run was in the 90s, where, yes, you are very, very good, but you're not quite good enough. Yeah, the problem with this, uh, as opposed to the one in the 90s, you couldn't even get to a Super Bowl. I, I mean, this is one of the teams with the worst salary cap situation in the league. You've got two of the top 20 free agents on the market, and Tremaine Edmonds, who, by the way, I have been told is going to get paid because he's a very modern day NFL linebacker and they're taking the tape of this last year saying he turned a corner this wasn't a he's in a contract year this is the best year he's ever had they actually think that's who he is moving forward Mm -hmm. so you probably lose both of them which means your linebacking core now is 
gnarls Barkley outside of Matt Milano. So you better hope Von Miller comes back back and better than ever, uh, or you're in trouble. Because, I mean, they got six picks total. And you got a lot of needs when you really break down this roster. The offensive line needs a lot of help. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think Mitch Morse is fine. Deion Dawkins is fine. And the other three are all somewhat of an issue. And you really saw it against Cincinnati Bengals. Mm Mm-hmm. They got home at will against Buffalo. Yep. So I, I I feel like this roster is going to regress to a small extent. I mean, people were asking me earlier, who's the favorite in the AFC if, if Aaron Rodgers lands with the Jets? To me, it's the Jets not really all that close the more I've thought about it. No. I, I mean, I've still got to go Kansas City Chiefs. No, 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 no. In the AFC East. Oh, in the AFC East. Okay. You didn't you didn't say East. Sorry. I left out a word. <laughs> yeah, three I, hours. You leave word out every yeah, once no, in a while. Absolutely. I think I think you are the favorite in the AFC East. I I do think it's close, but I, I don't know that it is. With that secondary, and now you've got to deal with Aaron Rodgers and Tua if he's healthy or whatever else they do at quarterback. Mm-hmm. That schedule next year is evil. And I I think I have I think I have to officially say. I have fallen out of love with the Buffalo Bills. Okay. All right. I mean, it's easy to see why. I, I'm all out of love. I'm I'm so lost without you. <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers will be here to catch my fall. Yeah. Losing Jordan Poyer, losing Tremaine Edmonds, those, those are, those are going to be big things for them. No doubt about it. Do you still have a lot of young talent on this team? Absolutely. Do you, though? Yeah. All right. Let's dive into that a little bit. Okay. What, what's the young talent? Well, you got Josh Allen. Yeah, you got Stephon well, Diggs. Yeah, um, you, you see defensive side of the ball. Uh, I mean, Greg Rousseau's a piece. Greg Rousseau's very good. Mm-hmm. You're going to get thin in a hurry. Mm-hmm. I mean, this I, is I, what no, no, what you just that. did is exactly what I did when I prepped for this for this segment, and I went, "Man, I remember this roster being better than it looks right now." Because now I'm looking at the safety at the safeties, going, "You need help, mm-hmm. bad." Mm-hmm. corner you need help bad and yes your pass rush is really good which will mitigate a lot of these problems but you're going to have to crush this draft and you are going to have to find some high level value mm-hmm. because that's i guess that's my problem with the roster where's the value who's the guy you're looking at going man he's on a sweet team friendly deal because most of them you go well he's not that good i mean yeah it's team friendly because he's not good right I could see a huge regression for Buffalo next year. Yeah, I don't. I, I like I said, I don't know about huge regression. Will there be regression? Sure. I think it's close between them and the Jets. If the Jets do end up getting Aaron Rodgers, if if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come to New York and you have to settle for some other, <laughs> oh, then then all bets are off. Then then it's Buffalo Bills, not close for me. Let's see, I, because I think Miami's close to them as well. Mm-hmm. Because Miami does not have that problem. Miami's got a good number of guys that are on team friendly ish deals. I mean, yeah, you got some guys that you're that, that you're paying, but I, I think Miami's roster is more balanced. And I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked you going into this when we we talked about this before the show. What position is Buffalo better than the Jets right now? If you take away quarterback, right? you add you put Aaron Rodgers on this team, where are they better? Because you want to say defensive line, yeah, and then you realize, well, the Jets have Quinn and Williams. Mm-hmm. 
who's probably the third best defensive tackle in the league. Mm-hmm. And then some mixture of Jermaine Johnson, the first round pick from last year, Carl Lawson, John Franklin Myers. Yep. I okay, I'll give that to Buffalo. Name me the next position. Wide receiver, maybe. And the, even that's close. Because I think I mean, you don't I mean, have a Stephon Diggs. No, but, but I think Garrett Wilson's pretty close. Eventually. And, and now do that same game with the Miami Dolphins. It gets thin there too. Mm-hmm. Quick. Well, I mean Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, that's yeah, that's better than what Buffalo has. Yeah. I, I am better at your best position than you are. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't rush the passer like you do. But I got a considerably better offensive line. Yep. And I just, I, I'm just i I'm not so sure that Buffalo hasn't missed a window. The thing about windows is that you can draft your way into opening it back up. Mm-hmm. But they've missed a lot. I feel like as long as Josh Allen is the quarterback of that team – which he's going to be forever. Oh, no doubt. Uh, you you got a chance. You've always got a shot when you've got the guy. And you have the guy. So that's that's saying something for Buffalo. And the problem is that you could have the guy who is a – I mean, I would say Josh Allen's a top-five quarterback in this league. Mm-hmm. The problem is that you have a top-five quarterback in this league at a time where eight of the ten are in, are in your conference. Mm-hmm. And there are several that are better than yours. Right. I, I don't know. I, I f- Buffalo, for me, is starting to feel a lot like Arizona with a markedly better quarterback. I bought into the to all the things you were building. I fell out of love with the coach, and the minute I fell out of love with the coach, I started seeing all the cracks in the foundation. Mm-hmm. And now I'm looking at a house that it's looking a little antiquated from what it did two years ago. And it needs some serious TLC, and you don't have any money to fix it up. Yeah. So if you're going full Bills Mafia, breaking tables, uh, rose-colored glasses here, what can you do in the offseason to make this team not be uh, not miss a drastic step? Well, I think at the back end of the first round, you're going to have to do something with the offensive line because you're going to have one of those guys, whether it's Dewan Jones, Darnell Wright, Cody Mock, one of those guys is going to fall in your lap. Mm-hmm. And then you're really going to have to pill for that that linebacker class because it's really good on day two. And, and that's the problem. As I Buffalo is one of those teams when I go through the mock drafts, I, I I do it. I add three players to this roster that I feel good about. And then I look at the rest of the roster and go, okay, now I have a hole at safety, I have a hole at corner, and I have two holes left on the offensive line. And I have nothing financially. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they can restructure some things to to get a little bit of cap space, but they're getting to the end of the line on that, too. Yep. They may have missed their window. I felt like this past year was the best chance that Buffalo had to make a Super Bowl, and lo and behold, Kansas City just wound up and going right back to a Super Bowl. And I I really don't like your chances to unseat them next year. Because talk out of Kansas City is they're going to keep everybody. Yep. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Be back with you tomorrow at 3. Stay tuned. Tar Heel basketball in the ACC tournament. Must win game against Virginia. It's coming up next.